The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. And welcome in to PRL. I am Troy D. Sitting in for Clip Rock today. Clip will rejoin us tomorrow, but great to have you here with us today. Man, what a show do we have planned for you. Three hours of radio coming your way on all platforms that make up Pirate Radio. Of course, 92.7 FM in Greenville, Winterville, 104.1 FM in Washington. Our heritage stations at 1250-930, also on the Pirate Radio Facebook page, coming to you live and archived there on the Pirate Radio YouTube page, also live and archived. Troy D. in the big chair, Shirley Rhodes, audio production today. Chandler Honeycutt, video production. Glenn Griffin, assistant production today. Gang's all here, ready to go as we kick off the Players' Lounge here on Pirate Radio. Been looking forward to this for a while. We are going to be hearing from Holton Aylers, DJ Ford, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, and we will also hear from Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, and Raja Harris all during the next three hours to lead off the show today. Got uh, the dynamic duo of Holton Aylers, quarterback for ECU football. Great to see you, Holton, again. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. And DJ Ford, live in studio with us. Uh, Safety, a a newer name and face to the program, someone you're going to get to know not only on this show, but also on the football field. DJ, honored to have you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Uh, We know how busy you guys are and how crazy your schedule is. So, first of all, thanks for uh, shoehorning us in here (laughs) to be able to get this done. And uh, things will start to get kind of on a rhythm after next week once you get get in game week mode and Mondays are your typical day off. Right now, still kind of getting things done. Not totally a day off right now. you got to be back there later this afternoon. So, uh, the grind, you're kind of in the fog of preseason camp right now is the way I hear the coaches talk about it. Yes, sir. It's definitely like the meat of it. Uh, it's definitely the point where guys start to get a little tired. You know, you have to really lock in and focus and make sure you stay locked in. Yeah, I said I was telling DJ. Um, I pulled in here ten minutes early and took a five minute nap. So I guess it's that it's that part of camp uh, when your when your body's really feeling it. But I mean, it's that's what camp is that's what august is about just getting ready for the season so that's what we're doing has this camp been different for you from any other camps holton it has been um you know coach houston's looked out for us a little bit more than usually you know we're not staying in the dorms this year um we usually you know stay in the dorms drop off our car keys and see the real world in a month and this year you know we have we have our car keys we're staying in the in our houses and stuff like that so we do have a little bit more i not really free time but more time to 
go home and sleep in our own bed rather than sleeping in the locker room just stuff like that but i mean it i mean that's probably the biggest thing seems like yeah almost maybe the level of trust has increased uh he's been here now his third season he's gotten to know you guys and i think he's pretty proud of this group that's here right now so things he's done before he feels like he can kind of well we don't have to do it like that anymore we yeah give you guys a little more leeway now and we're i mean we're an older group now too i mean most of our guys that you know are leaders I mean our leadership council when when they first got here was seven players now it's 22 23 guys that you know leadership council is a big deal and that's something that i mean if we have that many guys and that's just guys that he trusts that you know with anything that he can tell us and we can keep it between us and just stuff like that and we come to him and that was one of the things that we came to and asked us if we could stay in our houses so that's been really nice every monday now here on pirate radio and on um, many of our digital platforms we're going to be serving up uh the players lounge these guys are going to be visiting with us all uh season long and it's really something that we've never done this before and we've never had an opportunity to do it before the the game has changed as far as the rules concerning the ncaa so we were able to do uh nil deals with you for folks that don't know i uh, used to have to go through the university we'd only talk to you after a practice or after a game it was very limited contact at least officially that we could have with you mm-hmm. guys and uh as y'all know it's kind of a huddle everyone's got a microphone in your face at the same time holding it's not very personable and um this is an atmosphere the reason we're calling it the pirate radio lounge is a little more relaxed we wanted to get to know you guys as people separate from just football players and, and names on a jersey and, and and numbers so we think this is going to be a lot of fun i know we're excited about it. i think it's gonna be great for the pirate nation to get to learn who you guys are too as, as people separate from just football players dj you're kind of new to the program yes sir uh you're a transfer from north carolina i hear but a lot of people talking about you now um you're coming into safety you've got one year to uh to shine as a transfer for folks that are listening to you seeing you for the first time give us the dj ford story tell us a little bit about yourself the road that led you here to greenville and uh who you are and what you're all about okay sounds good um so i'm originally from lineville alabama small town 1500 2000 people um grew up there my whole life you know what i'm saying born and raised there deep south you know what i'm saying Mama always told me yes ma'am no ma'am everybody you know what i'm saying yes sir no sir manners are a big thing for me um, coming out of high school, didn't have a lot of looks uh, up until my senior year. And then um, balled out against some guys that had some offers from Tennessee and other big schools like that. So my recruitment picked up late. And then um, Gene Chizik came in. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator in North Carolina. Uh, came down, uh, visited me in school and everything like that. And then I went up to UNC, and that's how I ended up there. And then... Um, this past year with COVID and everything, I had opted out of the season, obviously, um, due to like COVID concerns and things like that. Um, and after I had opted out, I um, decided to enter the transfer portal for my last year. I just wanted a new experience and I wanted to go somewhere where I felt like football was king, you know? And um, there's a lot of good history here as far as football is concerned. And um, this place just felt right. I came here. Um, and the guys opened me with welcome arms, you know what I'm saying? Everybody on the staff, as far as uh, the coaches, everybody on the team, strength staff, conditioning, you know what I'm saying? Uh, equipment guys, everybody. It just felt like home right away. So I'm fired up to be here, and I'm, I'm excited, man. I know uh, Holton, we initially talked, and uh, originally we were just going to, you know, have you feature. Yeah. It was going to be Holton Aylers. Uh, but then we're like, hey, look, we, we kind of brainstormed this idea together. We're like, what about – 
let's include some of the other guys in this thing and uh, expand it. I said, who, and, you know, we, we had a few guys on, on our short list, but uh, I said, who, who do you like on defense? And, you know, your name was right yes, there at the top of the list. So, yeah, like, you got to talk. You may yes, not know sir. him yet because he's new, but you got to <laughs> talk to this guy. You've got to talk to this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I know the quarterback is a, is a big <laughs> fan of yours right now. Hopefully, you're not picking off too many of his passes in practice. Not too many. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, who led the recruiting with you, DJ, you know, East Carolina? And I know a lot of it is player-led. And, you know, once you get here, you talk to the other players and kind of feel out the chemistry but which coach has kind of led you here uh trip weaver the safeties coach he reached out initially and uh we kind of connected over the phone and everything like that hopped on the zoom call he walked around himself showing me you know what i'm saying the facilities mm-hmm. and everything um put me on the phone with coach houston uh coach big john our strength coach like it was very personal and i i respected that and i appreciated that throughout my recruiting process so um my position coach being in the front of that whole process meant a lot to me and you know he talked to me about the defensive scheme and how I would fit and different things that I could do to help our team win and it just felt like a a really good fit for me so I had to jump on the opportunity yeah Triple Weaver great pirate played here and understands the history and tradition here too and now doing an awesome job as a coach um and, and that is something that you know coach Houston talking to him he he wants to get away from just being transfer you where they you know you have to take a bunch of transfers he wants to build this thing from the ground up but when he sees a great opportunity and someone that can be a factor and make a difference immediately he also is open-minded enough to say hey look we need yeah let's let's welcome him with open arms because uh i know the opportunity this year for you coming in in the secondary is tremendous yes sir um i'm looking forward to it a lot i think that um our secondary is building up some depth and we're going to have guys that can rotate and play different positions and do a lot of things to help us win ball games. So. What, what do you do when you're not playing football, DJ? What's some of your hobbies? What do you um, enjoy? So I'm actually a photographer. Um, huh. I take pictures some. I do photo awesome. and video work, things like that. Um, I've done several grab photos for different guys on the team uh, here and in Temple Hill. Um, yeah, it's just something I like to do in my pastime. I also like to... Uh, do a little bit of investing on the stock market. Holson yes, and I talk about that. Uh, that was one of the first things we talked about when I got here. Is like, you know, what you got in your portfolio? What are you What are you looking at now? Very cool. Uh, I've known to leave CNBC on in my office many times. So you're welcome to. We'll trade stock tips. From, okay, uh, sounds good. That sounds good. And of course, uh, what a great guy to talk to, Holt Nailers, as I like to call him, Holt Nailers Incorporated. Now, uh, <laughs> he's the the, uh, the emerging entrepreneur you know we'll You're talk sorry. we'll talk more about built went broken we did a whole podcast yeah. on that really i got a lot You're of great sorry. feedback on that and, uh, we're still running that on pirate radio um all right so that is dj ford he is the new name the new kid on the block <laughs> uh, so to speak you're gonna be seeing him a lot on the defense defensive side of things for ecu football holt nailers in he is qb1 for ecu any pirate fan knows his story now uh, of course everyone in greenville has followed your career as we talked since the little league and then of course at dh conley where you had such a set so many statewide records are, are a lot of those records still holding holton i know? think so honestly my family and my friends keep up with that more than i do yeah um but, but i mean some uh, of them were tremendous yeah like, i'm sure some records. of them were we had some crazy crazy nights over there at conley so i'm sure some are still up all right let's say someone moved to greenville new or just happens to be listening to us isn't familiar with ecu football or holt nailers let's get your elevator pitch uh who is holt nailers what are you all about yeah um i mean i'm born and raised greenville um you know i like you said you know i grew up here playing sports i'm the youngest of 
four boys um you know all of them were, were pretty successful at sports um both of my parents are, are really successful around here in greenville and a lot of people know them too so kind of like you said you know i kind of grew up in the spotlight ever since i was a little kid whether it was in my brother's spotlights or in my brother's shadows and then kind of making my own name for myself in the sports world and stuff like that um i grew up a baseball player and was all in on baseball and everyone thought i was going to play baseball for the rest of my life um until high school and then started playing football fell in love with it um and kind of never looked back with that just chose that and ended up choosing ecu and have been been here since and loved it and uh, what do you do when you're not playing football holden what are some of the hobbies for holton nailers um shoot i mean now it's just built when broken um i mean just that that's kind of a big thing for me and then kind of like you said invest in the stock market um you know during during quarantine i really got into that i really enjoyed that and that's something that we've really bonded over um kind of like you said since we've been here but just probably just those two and just spending time with my family you know being here and and being in greenville being able to go to go home for dinner or go home for lunch or whatever it's just that's just stuff like that um just being around the people that you love that's cool i like how you guys are, are thinking ahead investing and talking stocks oh, yeah. I, i've always kind always. of found that fascinating myself i told my dad the other day i said you know i was kind of into that in college and a little bit after college too still am but i it was a lot harder back in my day to oh, invest. Yeah. i said i told my dad apps. i said if that mm-hmm. robin hood platform yeah. was available yes, when i was in school i'd either be a multi-millionaire right now or broke <laughs> yeah. one or the other because <laughs> i'd much. have it would make it so easy yeah. to it do it and I, it, it was it was a pain to have to invest and expensive to have yeah. to have a broker you know those are the dinosaur ages you don't need that anymore no, you, you know don't. if you want to just you know start small you can do it yourself you can just download an app and yeah. go for it and but you gotta be careful you know yeah, it's like exactly. anything for sure it comes with risk but that's uh that's awesome that you guys are thinking like that already all right uh how did the scrimmage go saturday so that was kind of your first test in real time with live fire i'll start with you holden uh what did you see out there what'd you like what'd you not like yeah i thought it went good i think we need to get you know some more deep balls thrown um you know that was one of our goals going in and i mean their their defense is so unique because i mean they're nothing like we will face all year other than navy um just they they show so many looks they show so many blitzes and when you don't prepare a week um ahead of time you know going into games and stuff you know the defense you know night you know i mean you know all of it um for the team that you're playing you know every single blitz that they'll see and how to protect it and stuff like that but you know with these guys i mean we're just we're installing stuff just like they are um so usually the first scrimmage usually goes to the defense and i'd have to say it did go to the defense this time but ready for saturday to get back at them so <laughs> did you have so uh that was the early reports that the defense was was looking pretty good you're a big part of that defense so what was your perspective on on saturday scrimmage um saturday scrimmage i feel like Holm was a little afraid of me, so I feel like he ducked me a little. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, all right. <laughs> nah, it was definitely a, a great day for the defense. Guys were flying around, being fast, you know what I'm saying, physical, all the things that the coaches wanted to see and asked of us. Um, definitely could have had a little more juice on both sides of the ball, but there were some plays being made on the defensive side that looked good, and uh, guys are excited. We're, we're fine. Yeah, they run around hitting yes, good. Sir. And uh, we do mess with the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, so they try different, to. different things, you know move around a little bit i just i want him to start to play still thinking about what we're doing versus okay i see this i know what i got you know so dj you're you're new to the program this year uh holton you're becoming one of the seasoned veterans over here how much has changed in this program this this going into this season versus what you saw you know your first year when you were here? i mean you date back to uh scotty montgomery yeah uh, you were here his last year so you've seen a lot of change in this program 
uh, you, you've you know uh, have been during the good times, bad times, in between everything, so to speak. Uh, what what is different now with this team versus when you came here as a freshman? Gosh, man, there's there's so much things that have, that have changed. Um, you know, one of the things about just the team and and kind of he he mentioned the physicality and stuff, but from my aspect of it, um, you know, one of the big things for me is you look around and. COVID kind of helped with this in a way, but you look around this year during camp and every single position that we have, there's a guy that has started significant games there um, and, and is a significant leader on our team. You know, we mentioned 22 um, guys in leadership council and stuff like that. we got 21 starters returning um, from both sides of the ball. So just stuff like that. I mean, you, you, when you have depth at that position and you have guys that have have been in those situations before i mean you you can't help but get excited because those guys i mean we've been through a lot of stuff here but i mean we're all older now we all know what it, what to expect from a game day what to expect from these teams and honestly a majority of us have started against almost every team in our conference i mean that's just really exciting uh always it has been a young team you guys are getting older more experience and getting more depth as you mentioned yep. that's that's huge especially on the o-line i mean i, I really think that offensive line can help make or break you, especially your position. Yeah, you know, you get mean, an extra couple seconds. Talk about how much that means versus not having that extra couple seconds oh, in I mean, the decision-making process, especially as quarterback. For sure, it's everything. I mean, they're, they're the engine to really the team. I mean, anytime you got an offensive line and really defensive line, too, that can go up there and play physical and dominate the game, then it just makes everything so much easier. You know, a second in, in football and dropping back is probably about 10 to 15 seconds in normal normal life. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like making a decision to pull out in front of a car or not pull out in front of a car is i mean it's just like that you got a decision to do it or not and um i mean any second is valuable and stuff like that but i mean those guys have, have done really well this camp i mean they've definitely developed this off season and, and they're looking really good you're coming in this year there is no quarterback controversy there's no question you know i've heard coach houston say the only decision is who's you know who's the backup right now yeah. who's going to be number two but uh you are qb1 so to speak and i've noticed people i've had someone ask me the other day what have you what do you think is different with holton i said well i think his confidence level is different coming in his experience his confidence he's just kind of carrying himself a little bit different is that fair i mean i'm not you that's no, what yeah. i think of you is that do you feel your confidence is is at an all-time high right now oh yeah i mean this is the most confident i've been going to a season not only uh you know myself but as a team i mean you go into to a game knowing that you know you can trust your defense to get turnovers you can trust your defense to make plays you can look at your offensive line and know that they're going to give you everything and and block for you i mean those receivers out wide are special and then when you know when i look beside me i got two of the best backs in the conference beside me i mean it's hard not to be confident in that and, and get excited about that you have so many weapons uh yeah, as you mentioned sure. you know with the wide receivers and running backs and improved offensive line and then you're dangerous too. I mean, they, you know, Definitely. if you need to, you can yes, run. Sir. Even though they've uh, kind of, Donnie talked about that Friday. Well, we prefer him not have to because we let the other guys run. But how do you make the decision? Of, hey, man, I need to take off or uh, just throw it away. I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I like to take off. Uh, I mean, anything to help the team win. I think I could help the team win in the run game. But uh, do they give you a green light this year if you feel it's an opportunity, or do they tell you, "Hey, ease off that"? Yeah, I mean, there's been conversations about running the ball more. I mean, anything that they can game plan. I mean, it's it's kind of week to week. I mean, you go into games and teams defend everything differently. I mean, the quarterback run is such a unique thing because not all teams do it, and you gotta you gotta see on film how they do defend it and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm definitely ready to. I um, mean, you know, I trained all off season for that. I lost some weight to get quicker um you know back to kind of that freshman year when i was 
really rolling there for a little bit. So, I mean, I'm prepared to do that and anything to help the team win. DJ, you left an ACC team, uh, a so-called Power Five, you know, conference to come to East Carolina. What are the differences you've, you've seen here versus where you've been before? Honestly, none. Um, I think the motivation level is the same. You know what I'm saying? The physicality is the same. Like, it's not like the game has slowed down any or anything like that. Like, it's still college football. You know what I'm saying? We have guys in this conference that go and play in the NFL just like guys from – you know what I'm saying, Sun Belt, Power Five, whether it be ACC, SEC, you know what I'm saying, Pac-12, wherever. So not much is different, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, it's football, you know. Same game we've been playing since we were kids. And you guys know, you know, one day football will be over and y'all are there's a bigger picture in play. But uh, I assume both of you guys have aspirations to play at the next level. Of course. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, that's one of my goals that you know, I think about every single day when I go out there and practice, so. Yes, sir. And and this year is a big year, you know, as, as far as sense of urgency. DJ, this is your last year, right? Yes, so sir. You got you got one year holding. I guess technically you have another year. Yeah, two if I want. If you so. after this season, you have another one. Yeah. Um, has that decision been made, or, or are you going to just kind of take it year by year at this point? Yeah, I'm just. Uh, you know, my goal is this year is to get to a bowl game and get drafted. Um, you know, whatever. You know, I haven't decided 100 what I'm going to do with this next year. You know, Coach Houston said they'd love to have me back for another year, but that's just something I'm going to think about with my family after the season talking to Holt Nailers and DJ Ford we're inside the players lounge for the first time here on PRL here on Pirate Radio and we're coming up in hour two we're going to hear from uh, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith the linebacking duo and then coming up in hour three Tyler Sneed CJ Johnson and Rajay Harris will join us so uh, we got a full lineup today if you miss it we'll have it archived on all our platforms of Pirate Radio we'll also be serving it up as a players lounge podcast on the Pirate Radio podcast forum um, let's talk about your brand real quick for folks that don't know. You, you mentioned this is kind of open. This NLI name image likeness deals has opened up a whole new world for guys like you. You're in a marquee position uh, as quarterback, but you've also uh, have your own brand uh, built when broken. And this is giving you the opportunity to, to really be public about that and promote it and talk about it and uh, have a chance not to, you know, be quiet, but actually, you know, hey, look, yeah, I am having a business and i can do this and the ncaa doesn't penalize you for it anymore and something that they're like hey sounds good go ahead yeah it's, i mean um, it's really incredible the change that's happened yeah. just in the last 30 and, days i mean yeah they kind of just wiped their hands clean and said have at it when they passed the rule um but yeah i mean it has it's been a great blessing for me because i've had it um for a few months now and and i mean i've everyone kind of knows around greenville who knows my story that i'm a christian and and, and big believer in that and um built and broken is a christian based um brand just to kind of to help people out in, in hard times and it's kind of helped our team out i mean the team has kind of embraced that as you know their motto too and um you know i got i'm still 100 focused on football and i got people running that behind scenes and i'm just helping out and getting any ideas that i can and getting into them yeah you can be the spokesman for it right yeah, now but you're, sure. you're not having to do the day-to-day heavy yeah, lifting of it for sure. uh, you got other good people behind you doing that but i thought it was really cool the first thing you know first day of camp we talked about this you'd wanted to get a built one broken shirt to every one of your teammates yep that was uh yes, some report so i guess dj you got to your locker and you saw one of those hanging yes, sir, I did. so uh, they, they look like they've been big hits so i thought yeah. all the guys i see them wear it all the time so yeah they love them everyone wears them uh they they really love them a lot and like i said i mean they've embraced that motto because when it's out there it's 106 degrees and you're you're hurting. I mean, that's something that can help you out, and people people use that to help them. So it's been really cool. Yeah, that was a nice gesture for sure. Um, talking ECU Pirate football with uh, a couple of stars on the team, obviously Holton and DJ Ford. You look ahead towards that season opener, and um, 
what is it bank of america stadium yes, they sir. still call it now in charlotte uh play, opening up in an nfl stadium something hopefully you know you guys will be playing in in the future on a regular basis thursday night a lot of people watching prime time uh, what are your thoughts going into the season opener dj i'll start with you um i feel like i keep saying the same thing but i'm excited um after coming off a year of not playing football I'm really excited to get back to playing football, but this game specifically because it's the first game, because it's in an NFL stadium and all those things. But also, the running back at App State's from my hometown, so he's like my little brother. Oh, so I'm about excited. Little yeah, little, right there, little hometown matchup yeah. right there that I'm fired up for. I might meet on the field. Yes, sir. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, Holden, it seemed like last year it was really important to end on a positive note, which you guys did, knocking off SMU and really taking that momentum into the offseason. How important is it to keep that momentum going to start the season, to start the season off with a win? It's very important. Um, you know, I think it's hard not to be excited about this one. I mean, any in-state school that you play, it's personal. Um, and in Charlotte, in a neutral site where you know fans can travel to the games. You know, I mean, growing up, watching those those games in Bank of America Stadium when ECU's playing there, and now you get to go get a shot at it yourself. And, you know, this is the year that we've been waiting for. This is the year that we've been waiting to change the program, and that'd be a heck of a way to start. I talked to uh, a lot of folks, and, and coaches included, and they're like, look, this team's going to be a lot better, but this is a tough schedule, and there's no guarantees on, on the schedule with, with any of these games. They're all tough games. When you guys look at the schedule, what do you see? You know, how, how, how I'm not asking for wins and losses because nobody can predict that. But what do you think of the schedule? I guess is a better question when you look at it because it does, from the outside looking in, it does seem to be a very tough schedule. Whenever I see our schedule, I see an opportunity. I see an opportunity for us to control our future. You know what I'm saying? With you see a tough schedule, I see us being able to be whoever we want to be this season. If we win out, there's no telling, you know? Like, we go to the conference championship, and we win that game. We could be in the New Year's Six. So, I, I'm fired up for the opportunity. So, you, so, you're not looking at it go, well, this one's winnable, this one isn't. You're not like a oh, fan. No, you, uh, you guys go in that mentality, hey, look, we're going to go win every one of Oh, us. yes, sir. We're, we're for sure looking to win every game. Like, that's our mindset this year. Why not us? Yes, sir. Oh, that's a great soundbite right there, Holden. We'll have to put yeah, that on yeah. the promo. Um, I know you feel the same way, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, like I said to him, I mean, we're going to be a tough matchup for anyone we play. Um, we got depth, we got experience, and we got skilled players that can go make plays um, at every single level. And, I mean, kind of like he said, we're not going into the game thinking, you know, can we win this game? We're going into the game thinking we're going to win this game and we're going to make a statement. Um, and we're excited to do that. And every game we have, we're going to make a statement because we've been – We've been down too long, and we're excited to get this thing rolling again. I've talked to some of the other guys, your teammates and the coaches, and they all kind of say the same thing. They say that this chemistry on this team, even though we haven't played a game yet, seems different. The, the, the team, there's you know, just a different feel about this team than there's been maybe a, a, few, a couple years ago. Uh, do you feel that? I, I definitely do. Um, I mean, any time you've been through some of the stuff that these guys have been through together, um, and then we, when you get new guys come in and embrace everything that we, that we stand for, I mean, it, it's special. Um, I mean, we've been through some rough times here, and this, these class, I mean, this upper, these upperclassmen that have been through it, um, you know, have kind of been forged by fire a little bit, and kind of, you know, we've remembered everything that we've been through, and that's kind of what motivates us every single day is to, to get this place back, and also just remember. Remember some of those tough days that we've had. Kind of a hunger, and if you can turn it around, you guys will be the ones that say, hey, this was the team that they'll look back at history and say, this was the team that turned things around for EC football. Yeah, and that's oh, yes, that's sir. what we want to be. That's what we came here to do. Um, 
Go ahead, DJ. No, I was just saying that's exactly what we're striving for. And to speak on, like, some of the the chemistry amongst the guys on the team, like, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but, like, guys have been going viral on TikTok and everything. Yeah, When we're in the the meeting rooms, we're singing, dancing, having a good time. When we're out on the field, you'll have guys that are in a position battle together. You know what I'm saying? Going against one another, talking to each other about what they saw, what they could do better, you know what I'm saying? Helping each other out. So we're definitely on our way. Might, might get Fantasia to a uh, game yeah. issue. Yes, yeah, sir. So I hear she's a new Pirate fan, which yes, is good. Sir. We'll take all the fans we can get. <laughs> um, this year's different, too, because we're actually have fans in the stands. So Heck that'll yeah. be kind of neat. And Heck I think yeah. last year, I, you know, I was one that, you know, I don't know, are fans a factor? Are they not a factor, you know, in the game? I think after last season, it proved that fans are a factor yes, in the game. It makes 100%. a difference, especially difference for the home team, because – when when they when the fans weren't there, it was a weird atmosphere. I don't know if you guys know. I thought <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. and it just didn't. It just wasn't the same. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't for me. I know, like usually, I got to go up and scream as loud as I can to the O line. And last year, I had to be quiet so the defense wouldn't hear what <laughs> right. I was saying. That's so, <laughs> really weird, right? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I'm never doing that again. Hopefully, so I'm glad all that's done with. And DJ on defense, I'm sure you know you guys can really fire up the fans too with a big hit. Oh yes, sir. And you love to have the fans get juiced up on third downs and big plays, big hits, things like you said. Um, they definitely make a difference. It's like a a second win almost. Like they kind of help you out, pick you up when you're tired. Or, you know, fire you up and keep the fire going once you get it going. So, Guys, this is great stuff. We're going to uh, enjoy hearing from you all season long. We're going to do this every Monday on PRL and on all our platforms, too, on uh, on our Pirate Media Networks. And, uh, man, this is going to be great. Look forward to getting the inside perspective from y'all. I look forward to learning more about you guys as people, too. And I, I think our listeners and the Pirate Nation will really enjoy that also. So we appreciate you guys kicking it off with us officially today here inside the Players' Lounge, Holt Nailers and DJ Ford. And before, and once again, coming up, got a busy show. we got uh, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, Raja Harris. We've got so many guys, we can't get you all on the same time. So Heck it's a good yeah. thing we got a three-hour yes, show. Um, anything you want, uh, DJ, I'll start with you, that you want Pirate fans to know uh, before we let you go, for at least for your first appearance today um i'm just grateful to be here and you guys are going to get everything that i have 100 out of me every time so that's all i have to say all right and holton uh always great to hear from you any final thoughts today yeah just get just get ready for the season get get season tickets if you haven't already because this team's going to be you know fun to watch and we're going to win a lot of games so we're excited to turn this thing around you guys got me pumped up today yes sir they just get me fired up, too, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I can't wait to see you out there on the field. Uh, fun times. Thanks for coming in, guys. We'll do it again next Monday. We'll be in touch. That is uh, the start of our Pirate Radio Lounge with the uh, Pirate Radio, as I call them, the, the Super 7 that we've signed so far with the NIL deals. Uh, an awesome new opportunity for us, them, and hopefully the Pirate Nation. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the other side. I'll hook up with Brian Bailey. We'll hear from Double B as uh, we see what's going on in the world of sports from a local perspective with him. And then starting Hour 2, we'll welcome in the linebackers, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, start of Hour 3. We'll welcome in the specialists of Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, and Rajay Harris from ECU Football. It's our first ever Players' Lounge edition of PRL. I'm Troy D. sitting in for Clip Rock today. we got a lot more to go. Don't go anywhere. PRL rolls on right after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Troy Dreyfus. <laughs> At least we got Jonathan that out of Ellerby, the way. Chandler least, Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes. I pick one. Yeah, I don't care. We got that out of the way early. That's yeah, good. just figured uh, it. I am Troy Dreyfus. Sitting in for Clip Rock. Clip will rejoin us tomorrow on a little summer hiatus. And uh, boy, what a great day to be filling in, though. Man, I tell you what, the, I, DJ Ford got me all fired up. I don't know about you guys. I'm ready to go. It, is it just me? Or? Yeah, I mean, he could be a motivational speaker. <laughs> I know. Because a lot of times, you know, they haven't, um, you know, now Holton's done a lot of media for a long time, but a lot of these guys haven't done a ton of media. And, I mean, I was like, man, this guy's a natural. And he's a, so, I can just already tell he's a very intelligent young man as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like, uh, I love the fact that we're able to do this nowadays. I think this is going to be really cool during the season to get to know these guys, get some inside perspective too once the season begins. I agree. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. But off to a great start. Thanks to Holt Nailers, DJ Ford already checking in with us as we opened up the show. We've got coming up, hour two linebackers, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith. They'll be a lot of fun. The dynamic duo in the linebacker core. And then uh, starting hour three, Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, and uh, running back Rajay Harris. Let's go out to the Fixed NC Live line, talk to another guy who had a big show today. He is Double B, Brian Bailey, now in his 33rd year. Am I right, B? No, you're wrong. Oh, how many years? It'll <laughs> uh, be 37. 37, wow. Time flies. Yeah. It's incredible. It does. 37 years of Channel 9. Yeah. 37 years. Wow. That is awesome. (laughs) It is or not. Some days it is. Uh, You had a great show today, by the way, with the athletic director. Uh, Yeah, it was. Uh, John Gilbert, you know, he talked about the big news today from uh, Bill Clark Holmes buying the – the tickets for the upper deck and you know we're gonna have a packed house for the south carolina game that's great news and the ticket's gonna go to all the first responders and, and all the ones that protect us and that's just a really nice gesture and i think that's a great deal for everybody yeah no doubt about it very generous from the folks at bill clark holmes and i guess too i guess the good news for ecu is brian it counts as six thousand more season tickets sold um, that basically that can go towards the, they're buying those tickets to be able to give away to those folks, but they are purchased tickets that will count towards the season ticket number. I didn't know it would count to the season. Oh, I mean, I assume it would, wouldn't it? Well, if you buy a season ticket, you have to you get tickets for all the games. So I'm not sure if that's how. I don't think he's bought them for all the games. Oh, I thought I thought it was my understanding they did it for for. Oh, is this just for the South Carolina game? I think so. You double check me now because oh, okay. I read the release quickly too. Well, I'm, okay, full. I might be wrong on that. I was think I thought it was for the season. Maybe it is just for the first yeah. game. But either way, it'll count for attendance for that first game. Either way, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. very good. All right, good stuff. Um, what else did you guys talk about today? Uh, you know, we he touched a little bit on uh, you know the, the situation with the the Big Twelve and what's going on there with the American and the Mike Oresco and. You know some of his thoughts on on realignment. Uh, 
you know, we really don't know a whole lot right now. I think, as he said, the Americans in a much better position than it was, you know, years ago. The Americans pretty pretty established and has done a great job nationally with, you know, programs like UCF and like Cincinnati and, you know, and the goal was for East Carolina to be, you know, in an upper echelon. And I think that that's, you know, where we're headed. He was very complimentary of Coach Houston. He he was at the scrimmage on Saturday, and I was too. And he said he was impressed with how the team looked. He said he said. The exact quote, I think, was something like, you know, we look like an American Athletic Conference football team now. And I think, you know, for those that don't, I mean, the American Athletic Conference has really good football, and, and you know, East Carolina didn't look like one for, for several years. So uh, we're hoping that that, that uh, corner has been turned and the Pirates are on their way. Of course, the first scrimmage was this past weekend, and uh, meet the Pirates coming up this weekend and the, another scrimmage this Saturday. Did you get a chance to get out there, see any of it? Yeah, I saw I saw the um, scrimmage on Saturday. I got there about uh, I think it started at nine. A little after nine, I got there around ten. We were allowed to shoot uh, the last half an hour or so, and so I got there plenty of time to get some of that done. I watched a little bit of the early stuff, and you know, scrimmages are hard to tell. You can't really tell what's going on because they've been beating on each other for you know weeks now. They're going to continue to beat on one another until the actual season starts, but. Uh, it, it was clean. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of penalties, weren't a whole lot of mistakes as far as that goes. What did you uh, did you get a chance to see the Field of Dreams game last week? I thought that was really cool. Uh, what Major League Baseball did. Yeah, it really was, and I, I think it's something that baseball needs to do more of. I mean, you know, they the nostalgia involved with that movie. That was always one of my favorite movies, and just everything that goes with it. One of my goals, one of, on my bucket list, is to go out there and see that field in person. And just to see it, you know, like it was the other night was really cool. I think a lot of people, you know, really enjoyed it. And then the game itself was, was you know, had a, a movie ending. With it did. He's rallying and tying it, and then the White Sox walking it off of the home run. Yeah. You can't make that up. That's what happened. But I, I think the whole thing was really well done with the corn, you know. It was really – I laughed because – because when I was married the first time, my wife at the time, she thought that was the dumbest movie ever, that people were walking through cornfields and playing baseball. And now I know why we didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, you got a new wife now that doesn't think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You showed her, Brian. You got the last laugh on that one. The ratings were through the roof on it. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Uh, forget that. And I got to give Major League Baseball credit because it's one of those things, man. If it's not done right, this could come off very hokey, or very commercialized, or cheesy. I thought, listen, I thought they handled it perfectly. I thought, you know, I was like, I don't know about it. they had Kevin, but it actually worked out perfect to have Kevin Costner there. You know, I really thought, you know, they say art imitating life. Uh, this was life imitating art in many ways that you know this was not trying to recreate a movie but the movie was is somewhat fake but then they have this real event that's based on the movie i thought they handled it perfectly i do too i mean i, I think you're right it could have come across as hokey it could have come across as you know you know different than it did but you know with kevin costner being there and kevin costner obviously loved the movie as well um you know so many people on social media are saying, i gotta go watch the movie again you know uh, but I, I thought I thought they really did a nice job with it. Yeah. I, I thought too the way it did have that movie feel ending with the walk off homer by the White Sox with the uh, fireworks going off in the cornfield. I was like, man, this is incredible. But I, I think it was it's neat. Cool. 
especially it being the first time. I know they're talking about doing it again. I, I don't know if it's going to – if they overdo it, it loses its luster. I almost wonder if they should continue to have games like this, but maybe shake it up a little bit where you still have a Major League Baseball game uh, but maybe, you you know, like we think about Bull Durham, you know, maybe I think that athletic park is still there, the old Durham Athletic Park. Maybe they go play a Major League Baseball game there with, with Bull Durham, you know. I mean, maybe you find different cool venues. You know, I saw someone joke they should have one game in the sand, like a Sandlot game, <laughs> you know. But uh, where, where could you go? You know, where are some other places Major League Baseball could go and kind of have a unique places to put a uh, put a baseball field in? That's a good question. I, I think maybe not not the site, but maybe doing something like you know Sandlot, which was so cool, and, and doing a game like having all the guys back from the movie, and you know because that was that was really a, a cool movie as well, or or League of Their Own, and having some of the stars of League of Their Own, and and have a game based you know around that. Uh, you know, there, there's some you know the natural having Robert Redford come. Yeah, and you've seen you've seen other leagues like. You've seen the NHL have their, um, you know, game outdoors, which is kind of cool. They they were supposed to have it at Carter Finley Stadium, but it got called off, I believe, due to COVID at the time. I don't know if that's been rescheduled or not, but that's been a something a, a different way to see NHL outside when it's freezing cold. I think that was kind of a unique deal that they do once a year. You've seen college basketball, what they played that game on the aircraft carrier not too long ago, yep. uh, with the Tar Heels, and I forget who was it, Michigan maybe or somebody, but. Uh, I think when these leagues do different things like that, it does garner some attention, especially for for the first time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's just one of those things that, like you said, it could come across as hokey, but I think they really pulled it off with the Field of Dreams, and they really they, they knocked it out of the park, per se, and did a great job. But I think they could do more things like that. They've got to figure out a way to get the young crowd back and to get, you know, to get baseball back in, you know, in popularity because, you know, it's really not the national pastime anymore. I think NFL is far surpassed it. Yeah. Speaking of the young crowd, obviously uh, the Little League World Series for softball going on in Greenville. Looks like that's been a successful event. It'll continue this week. Uh, what are you hearing about the, the Little League baseball team? I saw la- late last week a lawsuit was filed against Little League International in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, by some of the other teams and other leagues that they that were kicked out of the tournament also due to false positive testing. Um, unfortunately, Greenville's not a part of that lawsuit. Uh, wh- what are you hearing lately about this? They're they're trying to file an injunction uh, against Little League International. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Is they're trying to stop play until they can get it all worked out. I don't think it'll happen, but I think that that's that's what the lawsuit was all about. And the whole thing is just really unfortunate. I mean, it's just it's just a bad deal for everybody involved. Uh, I, I mean. If, I've I've read so much about it and, and looked into it, and you know, Little League baseball, you know, they 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 made some really critical errors as far as you know how how to test and what to test, and you know, I mean, I think they I think to be honest, I think they just got stunned and surprised like a lot of us now with the, the new the Delta variant and things that are happening around the country right now, and I don't think they were ready for it, and, and when it hit, I think they panicked and. You know, first time they get a positive, they you know, you're out, gone, and there should have been some kind of you know recourse, some kind of action you could take because you know, yeah, now, now if you test positive and then you test positive three more times, okay, that's a, that's just a bad deal that happened. I mean, you know, it's it, we we hate it, but you know, but 
you don't have enough players to play because of contact tracing, and that's that's how it goes. But you know, those guys, according to Corey Scott, and those guys, they were told one way before they went down there. They got down there, they were told something different, and then they get the positive test, and it just it was just bad. A black eye, I think, for Little League. Yeah. Extremely unfortunate, and um, still a lot of folks talking about it in the community, that's for sure. Uh, still getting questions about it wherever I go. Um, this week's a big week for high school football. Kicks off officially on Friday night, and the return of Touchdown Friday. You didn't say it with all of enthusiasm, did you? <laughs> I, was, I was just seeing if you were listening. <laughs> all right, you want me to redo that? No. I, no, I was going to redo it for you, Brian. Here we go. You ready? Ready. All right, big week this week with the return of high school football, Brian. And it will be a big night on Channel 9 with the return of Touchdown Friday. That's better. All right. We got a little work to do. That, that's not bad. Nobody's We're just looking good. forward to it, though. I mean, it seems like we just, we just you know, finished up in May, which we did, yeah. the championship. And now, you know, they're back at it. But uh, it's always an exciting time. And, there's, there have been some COVID issues around the area. You know, Wes Craven's had some issues. James Keenan's had some issues. Uh, we've already had a couple of schedule changes. So uh, you got to keep your head on a swivel right now. But, uh, you know, high school football starts. The best thing about high school football starting, I mean, East Carolina starts pretty soon. Yeah. Right there at it. Boy, that 3A, 4A conference is something, huh? Yeah. That, that big Carolina 3A. Yeah. Only they had a decent <laughs> name. They've got a great name. Except the one coach you know doesn't like it. I thought of some of the coaches, man. Not everybody likes it. I'm just telling you. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't twist their arm. Lot, lot of tough teams. That I mean, as, look, everybody can't win. That's the. I think all these teams are good, but somebody's going to have to lose, right? Well, yeah, and I, I think you know when you look at you know historically for football programs, I mean, Havelock historically really good, Newburn for the most part really good, Rose really good Conley really you know South Central's had some good years with Andy too I mean these, these guys you know, and Jacksonville you know you, you think about Jacksonville the best part for us is that we really do our best to cover the Jacksonville teams because it's part of our market but you know to be honest with you it's a lot easier to get the Rose than it is the Jacksonville and now with Jacksonville and Northside Jacksonville at this conference and Havelock in this conference you know they play games at Conley at South Central at Rose so it'll be easier for us to, to you know, highlight some of these teams that we've highlighted them in the past, but it's just a little more difficult to get them. Yeah. What else are you working on this week, B? Mainly just uh, getting ready for East Carolina football. We got the, uh, you know, this weekend we got the scrimmage and we got the coaching show starts next week. So we'll be working on some of that. Uh, getting ready for the big trip to Charlotte and seeing how we're going to handle, you know, that night of activity and then a game and coming back from Charlotte to get ready for touchdown Friday. So, all of a sudden, it's going to get really busy. Yeah, uh, it is definitely the summer is uh, winding down. That's for sure. But look forward to the start of football season. It's going to be a lot of fun as uh, every level of football getting back at it. The NFL, all the way down to uh, you know the the Pee Wee leagues, I guess. So everybody fired up about the return of football. Yeah, and I guess you'll be watching Hard Knocks again this week. Oh yeah, gotta watch some Hard Knocks. What did you, uh, we, ta- we talked about this the other day. You said you didn't think it was that great, and you're you're a Cowboys fan, and you weren't. You were like, yeah, it was so so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of lost its luster. Dude. At first, it was really really cool. And mm-hmm. It was you know there was great episodes, but you know it's just hard to, to create that every year. I mean, I think you have to have a great storyline. Yeah. Right now, you got you know the the, the quarterback who gets the big big contracts not even playing. 
because he's got a shoulder strain. He's, he's back now a little bit, but he hasn't done a whole lot. You know, so you lose that aspect of it right off the bat. But, but it's always fun to watch. They do a good job with it. How, how'd y'all do in your first preseason game? Uh, Cowboys lost to the Steelers in their first preseason game, and then they lost to the Cardinals on Friday night. So they're 0-2. 0-2. But they don't hand the Lombardi trophy out in August, do they? No, they don't. They certainly don't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen but one starter play in two games. Yeah, real Bears are one and zero, oh, and Justin Fields looking pretty darn good. Really? Well, well, go ahead. I tell you what. Go ahead and take that Lombardi Trophy. Then you got your one win. You're good. We'll take it. <laughs> All right, B. Good stuff. Anything else before we let you go? That's it. All right, we're going to encore the uh, Brian Bailey Show. Remember, it's every Monday at noon on all platforms of Pirate Radio. If you missed it, we'll serve it back up on our radio stations coming up at 6 o'clock if you're listening to our live edition. If you missed it there, we'll have it archived on all our digital platforms. So the Brian Bailey Show um, with special guests. You had a couple coaches, too, uh, high school coaches with you, right? You did Todd Light from Aiden Griffin, Ron Cook from Farmville Central. So they, they were on the back half. John Gilbert was on at the start. So... Uh, we had, uh, we had a good show. It's back. All right, good stuff. So if uh, folks missed it, they can catch it on the second go-around. Bailey, thanks a lot. We'll talk with you soon. All right. Take care. We'll see you. All right, Double B, Brian Bailey from Channel 9. And uh, Touchdown Friday returns Friday night, his high school football show. Look forward to seeing that, too. All right, uh, we are going to get into another timeout. As we do. By the way, I need to um, get an ECU football report in here later today. Uh, are we doing booty bag today, Shirley, or is that uh, maybe later, later in hour three? Uh, or no, I didn't know if you had it on the schedule or not. If to not, be it's honest, okay. with you, to be honest with you, I don't even know okay. because time-wise, we, we may, may not, not have, have time right, to do so it. There may be no booty bag, but we're going to give you treats anyway because we got some great guests coming up. On the uh, other side, we're going to uh, hear from. Linebackers Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith as they join us inside the Pirate Radio Player Lounge. Also, uh, after that, we'll check in with Ellerby, see what he's up to. And then coming up in hour three, Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, and Raja Harris, all from ECU Football, as they join us in the lounge as we kick off our Players Lounge on PRL. Every Monday now, we're going to hear from all the ECU Football players in uh, extended interviews and conversations look forward to that today is the kickoff for that show thanks to all those guys heard from holt nailers and dj ford earlier as we talked pirate football and life with those guys so we'll take a time out thanks to double b for joining us we'll come back we got a lot more prl coming your way right after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. All right, thank you, Shirley. As we're getting all the players in the program today, we already heard from Holden Ehlers and DJ Ford coming up in just a little bit. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith with the linebackers, and then coming up in hour three, Tyler Snead, C.J. Johnson, and Raja Harris. Uh, while we're talking ECU, let's get the uh, head coach in here with our ECU Bud Light Report, AC Reports brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick some Bud Light up today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And do we have an account today, by the way, of how many, just how many days until kickoff for ECU football? Uh, 21? No, it was 21. 29, uh, Friday, 17. Uh, the, 17, yeah. 17. Say, you're right, 17. 17 days to go. Wow. Can you believe it? You know what I was going to say next? Uh, what's that? It'll be here before you know it. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Man, yeah, it's line. crazy. I, it seems like just last week that it was 80 days away. Yeah. And now it's 17. And you know, You'll blink your eye. It'll be game week. It'll be game day. All right. Let's get our with our ECU uh, Bud Light football report. Here is Coach Houston as we caught up with him as he got off the practice field. Before we get started with uh, the football stuff, just uh, have an announcement to make. Um, I got word last night uh, that uh, Bill Clark Holmes, and of course, uh, you know everybody knows Bill, his family, Lance, Hunter, and Heath, um, and uh, they have bought the remaining upper deck tickets for the home opener against the University of South Carolina. Um, they purchased uh, six thousand tickets, and they're going to distribute those to our, our our first responders, our heroes here in the community. Uh, local firemen, military, police, um, nurses, uh, everybody that's been so critical for the past year and a half to the uh, Greenville community. Uh, and they're going to invite them to that game. I uh, just really appreciate the support of Bill and, and uh, his family in, in doing this. You know, obviously a major, a major you know, step up uh, contribution uh, to the athletic department to the football program. And it, uh, it even further helps ensure that we're going to have a full house on September 11th. So uh, we've got some business to take care of before then, but certainly exciting news and uh, and, re- and really the kids, I told the kids before I came in here, they're you know over the top just uh, excited about that. So uh, just wanted to mention that before we uh, get into practice. But uh, you know, had a full, full padded practice. Uh, sun came out and it was a, it was a hot one this morning. Uh, you know, I thought the kids, uh, at, that, that it really tested us there, you know, first, uh, first half of practice, but I thought they really responded, had a, very spirited and competitive team period at the end, finished with a, a live red zone competition uh, and just really competed well right there. So, uh, you know, pleased with our first day back after the scrimmage on Saturday. How did, starting first uh, with the last week of camp, do you feel kind of a sense of urgency just with everything going on? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's, you know, we talked about it yesterday in our meetings is this is a big week for us because, uh, you know, after this next weekend, we got to be, you know, ready to play app. So we got a lot of work to do this week. How did do you feel about the scrimmage, having to review film and everything? I think some good and some bad. Um, you know, I, th- I think 
one thing you got to keep in perspective is I think much better than past year's first scrimmages, uh, you know, since my time here at East Carolina, um, but not what we're capable of. So I think uh, good and bad. Uh, you know, we you know took a lot of time Saturday evening and yesterday with the film, uh, and really you know spent a lot of time as a staff looking at you know the things that we've really got to improve on this week. Um, this week's a big week, special teams wise, uh, and we'll finish our install defensively this week and uh, offensively. We just really got to clean up our execution. Fall camps get ready to end. What would be your main goal to see as it you know as we close out? Well, I mean, I think, you know, see improvement, uh, you know, this coming Saturday in the scrimmage from last Saturday. Uh, that's, you know, very important. I think, you know, stay healthy um, because, you know, after next weekend, you know, really the focus is uh, get everybody fresh and get everybody ready for game day. What did you see from the backup quarterbacks in the, in the scrimmage from your point of view after watching the tape? Well, I think they've improved. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they're not uh, not to the level of our starter yet, but uh, they're, they're improving, I think. You know, Mason has probably, you know, stepped ahead of the others right now. Um, I think uh, Ryan Stubblefield's coming along. So, um, you know, Alex has gotten a lot of reps. Uh, so I think that's, you know, mainly those guys competing for that two spot. Uh, but, you know, this is a big week for them too. You know, they got, uh, they got some reps with the ones today, um, and I, which I think that's important now at this point in camp. Uh, you know, we, Holton's had a good camp. Uh, he's an experienced guy. Uh, we need to get the get the next guy ready, you know, to you know to have a solid backup. Coach, do you see some of the younger guys maybe get kind of lost in the intensity and the heat yeah. of these few weeks of practice? Well, man, we ironically we were talking about that at the water break uh, today. Uh, Coach Scott and I just you know some of these uh, you know freshmen you know they 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 show some flashes early in camp, uh, and but then that, that monkey jumps all over them you know at this point in camp, and it's a combination of the playbook, it's a combination of you know, just the, the, the fatigue from just every day that what you've got to do. You know, people talk about, you know, I love the grind. Well, it's a grind right now. And they've never been through anything like that. You know, so I just, the big thing is just trying to positively encourage them. Uh, positively encourage them. They're, uh, you know, they're your first year. I remember my first uh, preseason camp when I was a freshman in college. Uh, you, there's never, you'll never go through anything like it. I mean, I don't know what basic training or anything like that is, but it's it's got to be something close mentally. So, uh, it's a challenge for him right now. Assuming uh, Noah Henderson has some rust to knock off, how has he looked just a few weeks into this thing? I think better every day. Uh, certainly good to have him back out there. He's a big athletic kid, uh, and, and he, he is experienced, uh, and he has a lot of power. And so I think he is, uh, you know, I'd say all of us were maybe a little nervous uh, when we first started back out, but I think he's, he's shown that he's okay. Uh, and he's shown that uh, you know he can he can handle the load, and so it's just good to have him back out on the field. Saturday, you kind of presented Shane Calhoun to the Pirate Nation. I think as the as yeah. key tight end, has he separated himself in that room? I, I, I think yes, but I think there are other guys that have um, shown that they're going to be you know very reliable. Also, uh, you know Ryan Jones had a great practice today. He made he made a play today that I've been waiting on on him to make. You know he's a big athletic guy. With a lot of power and a lot of speed, uh, and he, you know, he had, had some plays in practice today and one during the team period that was just very impressive. So, yes, I think Shane has shown that he can be, you know, an every down starting tight end, a really good one in this league. Uh, but I think he's not the only one in that room. Uh, you know, Aaron uh, Jarman has battled just a little bit of uh, bumps and bruises here the last week, so he's he's coming back, and um, I think he, you know, he's going to be a guy that can contribute heavily. 
Uh, I think Zach Bird has had a decent camp so far and just really want to see him continue to uh, improve. And so now all of a sudden, with those guys, Brian Gag, I mean, you have a very, very deep room right there. Going back to the offensive tackle, we've talked about Malavik as well. But yep. How about Justin Chase? I mean, he played a lot last year, really the first time in his career. Right. How has he come along second year here? I think very solid. Um, you know, he's been running with the ones most of camp. Um, I think that, uh, you know, with, with Noah back, now you have three guys that I think are starting tackles in this league. Um, and so I, I think it, uh, it really, you know, certainly helps a lot depth-wise. What does the uh, offense have to do this, this week to get ready to have a better showing on Saturday? Well, I mean, I think that just, you know, our, our, our defense, I thought, had, had really good intensity, uh, really good physicality on Saturday. Um, I think our offense has to match that, and I think they've got to execute a little bit better. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's good. It's good for us. I mean, I thought that uh, today probably the offense got the better of the defense there in that uh, competition at the end of practice. So that's usually the way it goes. It's kind of a back-and-forth deal. But, uh, you know, they're going to hear about it all week because the defense is feeling good about themselves right now. So I'm sure they'll be ready to go on Saturday. All right, so there we have our uh, ECU football report from Coach Mike Houston today as he came off the field and uh, talked to the guys earlier. Boy, it was a hot one today. They could definitely feel it, but uh, they're just going to bode well as uh, it's going to be hot to start the season, so they're definitely practicing in the elements they're going to play in. I imagine that game uh, come September 11th, South Carolina rolls into town at high noon. Could be a definitely uh, – a heat index type of day so uh the guys getting good reps in getting good practice in thanks to coach houston for his time today on our bud light ecu report and as i just wanted to clarify you heard coach talk about that at the beginning the gift by bill clark holmes it is for the season opener i think i misspoke with bailey i was first under the impression they had bought the season tickets to do that it's for the season opener not that saying uh, someone else couldn't step up and do that for another game, but uh, very generous of Bill Clark Holmes to buy the uh, basically the upper deck out, the 6,000 seats there, and they're going to give those away to folks, uh, first responders and uh, deserving individuals. Um, and they, I did want to mention, too, lower bowl tickets are still available. So uh, if you're not in that category to receive a, a donated ticket from Bill Clark Holmes, tickets are still available in the lower bowl, too. So uh, hopefully that lower bowl can get sold out and we can get a good student turnout and uh, been a little uptick in season ticket sales. Maybe that, who knows? Maybe that game could come close to a sellout. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, definitely a good sign today and uh, very generous from Bill Clark Holmes. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, PRL rolls on. We will hook up with our linebackers in the Pirate Radio Lounge. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. We'll find out what those guys have to say. You'll get to know them a little bit better, too as we'll join up with them on the other side of this break. Coming up in an hour three, Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, and Rajay Harris will join us. And thanks to Holt Naylor's and D.J. Ford, who already checked in on hour one. We got a lot more to do as PRL rolls on right after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. All right, thank you, Shirley. Appreciate your production expertise, as always, as we roll on here, filling in for Clip Rock. Also, thanks to Chandler Honeycutt and Glenn Griffin today for their production assistance boy we got a lot of moving pieces this time of year there are a lot of things going on and pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation is all over remember we'll be on with our pregame show the bud light pregame tailgate four hours before kickoff come uh, september 2nd did i get that date right september 2nd for the season opener 7 30 against appalachian state in charlotte so that uh, sets us up for uh 3.30 kickoff will probably come on the air starting at 3 o'clock on that day. So look forward to uh, the Bud Light pregame tailgate and then, of course, taking your calls afterwards on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter postgame call-in show. All right, we heard from uh, DJ Ford and Holt Naylor's live in studio as we opened up the show. Uh, these guys technically... Uh, these guys still are in camp for one last week, so we had to work around their schedule. So a little bit earlier uh, this afternoon, not, it wasn't that long ago, just before we came on the air, to accommodate their schedule, uh, we brought Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, the linebacker crew, in, part of our Pirate Radio athletes team, and they're uh, going to join me in the lounge. So we uh, recorded this live with them, unedited, and uh, here is how that visit sounded moments ago. All right, welcome back into the Players Lounge here on Pirate Radio. Great to have the linebacking duo with us in the lounge right now. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, uh, two guys you probably already know and you're going to be hearing a lot of this year, not only on Pirate Radio, but also on the football field. Guys, great to see you. Welcome to the studios of Pirate Radio. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, Thanks th- for having us. Yeah, Thanks for having us. This is uh, We are talking earlier about what a cool opportunity this is for us, for you guys, kind of something – uh, none of us have ever been able to do before. We, we could always interview you, you know, after the game and talk, but it was kind of very sterile, and you didn't, you know, you only get a sound bite here or there. This is a chance for us and and really the Pirate Nation to get you know get to know you on a whole different level, get to know you guys as people, not just uh, jersey numbers and uh, and helmets. So yes, sir. this is uh, this is really cool. I hope you guys are excited about it as we are. Oh, definitely, most definitely. How's how's pra- we'll start with football? How's practice been going? You know, we're Xavier. We're talking before we got started. Uh, heats out there. You know, it, it'd be nice be nice to have an indoor, indoor practice facility, but oh, yeah, uh, maybe one day. Sure. Probably not going to help you guys uh, quick enough. But one day, maybe. but uh, it's no joke practicing out the heat. I got to imagine uh, it's, it's getting you guys pretty tough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would love to say like you can prepare for that kind of situation, but. That heat, I don't know. Does it like, ever get like? Do you get used to it after a while, or you never get really no, used to no. it? You never get used to it. So it's no. just, the, it's just like, man, it's like just the devil fighting yeah, you devil, all day. Devil walking the earth, man. Like it just, it takes a toll on your body. I mean, but you just got to do what you can do. I guess hopefully we'll get an indoor facility soon. But <laughs> I was outside talking to a friend of ours in the parking lot Friday, and I was just standing there. 
and he was in his car, of course, his ACs. And I'm just, you know, it's probably only five minutes. And next thing I knew, I was, my shirt is like soaking wet from sweat, yeah, yeah. and I'm not doing anything. I'm just standing there talking. You know, you guys are in pads and helmets, oh and, and you're moving around. So I know it's got to be yeah, a challenge, you know. But tough. you're also in a lot better shape than most people. But uh, it's still, as you said, you, it's just something you just never get used to. Yes, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's something. It's something hard to to deal with, especially like you know, out there running full speed and. And practicing and stuff, and that stuff get kind of hard. You get real dehydrated fast because the yeah. air is thick, it's humid. Just tough you conditions. A lot of too. Yeah. How did the scrimmage go for you guys? That was kind of your first real time test, as far as at least going up against the ones on the offense. Uh, what? Did, how do you feel the defense did, and what did you see out of the offense? Uh, I, me personally, I felt like we we both did some great things. Um, obviously, we could still improve, but. You know, it's a it's a bright future ahead. So I mean, yeah, we both did some great things. What about you, Xavier? Just going off where Bruce said, you know, the defense. I feel like we did a great job running around, hitting, having juice, and all that things that really brings the defense together. And I feel like we had a pretty dominant day, but of course, like we still have to go back. Uh, you feel like you did good, but once you turn the tape on, we still made a lot of mistakes that we still got to go back and correct. The offense hurt us on a couple plays. We got them back, so I feel like when you have that iron on iron, both making plays back and forth, that's good for both sides. Yeah, and I, I know you know defense is built on toughness. Uh, the tougher you are, uh, it just seems like the more plays you guys can make. How tough do you think this defense is? Uh, real tough. We feel like we could, you know, we could stand before anybody, you know. So, I mean, we we just go out there and practice like it every day and try to, you know, give it our best. And I know by us having that mentality, we can help our offense out as well. You know what I'm saying? Hope, hope, hopefully they could adapt that same mindset as well. So. The, the linebackers are kind of, I always equate linebackers almost as the quarterback of the defense. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are really the leaders of the defense. How much are y'all working together? Kind of, you're both on the field often at the same time, you know, yeah. both linebackers, both trying to make plays, help each other. How, how is that? How's the communication between y'all two and how has it uh, been so far working together? I mean, communication is everything. So when I'm on the field, I know I probably don't shut up. I'm always trying to call out stuff and like, just like helping the D-line, the safeties, Bruce, Miles, whoever's in that linebacker, try to just give them little keys to help them get an understanding of what's coming, like a heads up. So I feel like that is a great thing to have, you know. And then if I'm... So you're kind of the vocal leader. Oh, I mean, we're like, there's a lot of vocal leaders on the team. You know, me and Bruce, like if I'm, like I said, the Heat, if I'm the Heat starting to catch up to me and I'm like, kind of like zoning out, Uh he'll be like, X, like, remember this right here. And I'm like, oh, facts, facts, appreciate you. Yeah, we just just piggyback off of each other. Yeah. Um, like if I if I miss the strength call, he'll he'll call it or whoever else is whoever what other linebacker that's in at line at, that's in with me or whatever. Um, we just piggy off each other. We call out tendencies and stuff. Like so we all could be vocal leaders. Yeah. Like, so, but you strike me as a guy that you know speaks actions speak louder than words. You yeah. know, you're kind of, you're, you're you're more of a reserve guy and you just want to get it done on the field. Whereas yeah. Avery, we kind of seen your personality a little bit. You, kind of, you know, sure. if you didn't know, you'd think he was a wide receiver with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but but I think the two of you kind of almost like a Batman and Robin as, in essence, uh, yeah, as you yeah. said, work good together and really uh, expecting big things out of that linebacking court this year. I know the coaches are. What about in front of you, the defensive line? That's so oh, important too. Uh, it can make your life a lot easier. The better the D line is. What are you guys seeing out of the D line this year? Um, they're young, but those guys are tough. Um, they fight hard and they make our job a lot easier. So, I mean, we really appreciate those guys because they, they work their butt off. Coach Tesh definitely be getting after them at practice, but it's worth it because, you know, it, it's definitely showing. And it's making our offense better too. So, And just to go off like that, me being playing linebacker and rush this year, I can definitely, you know, give those guys a lot more respect being down there and seeing what they have to go through, being in the fight with your hands back yeah. to back to back full speed you know it's a learning curve for me so I can only imagine how it is being a young guy with not as much experience having to go through that so I definitely give him way more respect now that I actually have to do both trenches yeah, yeah definitely the trenches down there another guy gonna be uh, hopefully making a lot of headlines he's also one of our Pirate Radio athletes DJ Ford he's coming in this year new transfer out of North Carolina we'll be hearing from him too mm-hmm. uh, he's behind you guys as a safety what have you seen out of him in preseason camp um, I feel like he got acclimated real fast he's a smart guy he's he's real physical and he's always open to learn so I mean and that's and that's good you know uh, a real humble guy that's willing to do anything for the team he, he's a great contributor for our, for our program and our, especially our defense Xavier what are the other guys you're kind of keeping an eye on the key defensive players this year to say hey man be, be on the lookout for these guys um to be honest with you there's so many guys this year that's Everybody. just making plays like I'm excited about our defense as a whole like Miles going in, he's finally getting his time to shine. You know, we have new guys, DJ Ford, the D-line, finally getting that year of experience. I'm just excited to see how we are going to progress and build because there's no going backwards. You're only going to learn more and more because I remember when I was a young guy, just like them, all the mistakes I was making. Then the second year, I was like, okay, I already made that mistake. Let's get back to it. All right, make that mistake. You know, beat me once. You're not going to beat me again on the same play. So just to wrap it up, like I think the whole defense as a whole like will really shock some people this year. And, and you guys know football is a game of chemistry too. You got to work together. Uh, a lot of guys on the field. It's not any one person. Although everybody's got to contribute. I, when I talk to the offensive guys, uh, Tyler and CJ and, and Rajay, they, they talked about the how great it was this year as a team. And you really have two teams within the team. You got your defensive chemistry yeah. and your offensive chemistry, and then everybody together. Mm-hmm. When you guys look at that this year, it just seems something's different. You know, I mean, maybe you can't put your finger on it, but. Everybody I talk to, from the coaches, the players, says, "Man, this team has really started to gel. Seems different from the teams the past few years. Are you feeling it? Yeah, I'm definitely sure. feeling it. Especially me, because you know I've been here for a while. I'm a I'm a vet now. So, I mean, we love each other. We genuinely love each other. You know, we want the best for each other. So, we'll we'll do anything for each other on and off the field. So, I mean, that's definitely a, a carryover on the field, especially you know out there going to war with each other and stuff. So, yeah, that's. We just we just genuinely love each other. Yeah, How important is this team chemistry, Xavier, this year for you guys? I mean, it's so important. I mean, just like what Bruce said, like I know like there isn't a guy on the defense or on the team that I wouldn't do anything for, like go out my way for. And I feel like it's the first time, well, since I've been here, I can't speak on other players, but since I've been here, it's the first time where I feel like it's like that for everybody. There's not no individuals. and you know, We all work together as a team. We're all happy for one another's success. There's no selfishness. 
And I feel like when you get all those pieces and tied together with one another's talent, you can be a very special team. This is the debut of the Pirate Radio Player Lounge. Great to have Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith in with us right now. We've already heard from Holt Nailers and DJ Ford also coming up. Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, and Rajah Harris. A great group of guys that we have affiliated with us. As we said, this is something new. We've never done this before. NCAA has never allowed it before. It's been a, a unique opportunity for us, a unique opportunity for you guys as players. So We're looking forward to uh, talking with you guys all season long, every Monday here on Pirate Radio and all of our platforms to get to get an inside perspective of ECU football and also to get, you, to, get to know you guys a little bit better as people. As we said, a lot of folks only see you on game day or they only know your name or your stats they don't really know well, what about the guy behind the player you know uh they're, they're regular people too so let's get to know you guys a little bit because bruce you threw me for a little we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago and you were telling me about some of your hobbies oh well, i would never guess that so i was like we need to let this information out so let's first of all i'm gonna let you if for someone listening right now that doesn't know who bruce bivens is i want you to sell yourself hey, hey this is what bruce, who bruce bivens is this is what he's all about and we'll go from there um, obviously, y'all know I'm, my name Bruce Bivens. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, um, my household, I have I have a sister. I have a younger sister, and I have a twin sister, and I have a younger brother. Um, yeah, like far as like hobbies and stuff, I like I like the outdoors. I'm pretty much like a homebody like type. Um, I like to go fishing, you know, I read every once in a while. Um, I'll play video games here and there. Not, I'm not too much a, a gamer, but yeah, just stuff like that, you know. We're going to have to pair you up with Bryce Williams when you told me you have a, we have an outdoor, Pirate Radio Outdoor segment we do at Bryce Williams, <laughs> former pirate, and he loves to hunt and fish, and he's always going, has bring his fishing tails, whether it's inshore or offshore. Yeah. We gotta, that would be a good little uh, segment right there. Yeah, most definitely. Bring, bring Bryce in, let you guys uh, share some fishing stories. What type of fishing do you like to do? Uh, I like the, I like the saltwater fish, especially like surf fishing and stuff. I like, I like to get my feet in the water and, you know, go out there, cast my line, and see what I can catch. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you know about that before this you know that he was an avid fisherman Xavier. I, mean, I know he fishes how good he is um, <laughs> i'm not too sure but i know him and a couple guys do go fishing but i don't i, don't, I can't go with him i don't like touching the worms <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to know uh xavier smith what uh what would folks need to know about you um well just to start i'm the youngest of four i got a sister and two older brothers so some would say i'm the spoiled one not true. I'm just a favorite, which is, as you can see, it's not hard to make that assumption. And um, but offside of that, I love to play video games. To be honest, I'm the best Call of Duty player in Greenville. If anyone wants to challenge me, wow, you know where to find that's, me. That's bold. That is a bold, and it's true. So <laughs> if you want to play me in any type of video game, Call of Duty Warzone, I'm your guy. But other than that, like I just like to have fun. Like anything. Like, I feel like adrenaline rushes. Adrenaline and, like, competition. So, like I said, video games. Yeah. It's a great way to compete. And just, like, being around friends and having a good time. I like to laugh. I like to joke around a lot. So yeah. I saw you guys went viral last week uh, with the video. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah, tell us era. about that uh, for folks that, that missed it. So, I, I had a lot of people send it to me, tweet it to me. But it went, it went pretty, you know, oh, it yeah, went pretty far went. out there. Who was the artist that you guys were doing? Uh, Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia. That's it. So tell tell us the story for folks that missed it. Well, Aaron, he's he, a, he's he a, a goof. Man. He's a Aaron the goose. So uh, <laughs> before we used to joke on him and stuff about his TikToks and whatnot. <laughs> uh -huh. And then 
recently, like, his TikToks just started going viral. Like, a whole bunch of them just started getting a whole bunch of views. And we're like, oh, crap. So then when he posted that one, like, we were obviously, well, we didn't even know that he recorded it. Like, I just seen it. <laughs> Y'all on, were singing her song yeah. in the in the, yeah, in the players' the meeting room. I wasn't singing the song. Was, it was it. Like, all, like, like always, like, like when it, we play a song in a team meeting room, we all just start singing along, especially if we all know it. And Aaron, he just got up there and just start recording. Started recording. He always trying to find something to record. Yeah. Because like, I, I stay with him or whatever. And He's looking for content. He always that looking for content yeah. for TikTok. But that's something he goes hard for. So he threw it up there. And then all yeah. of a sudden, she like retweeted or mm-hmm. liked it or yeah. commented on it. And yeah. it went crazy Pretty from cool. there from what I hear. Aaron motivated me. I'm trying to find my little TikTok content. Right. <laughs> right. Every time they sing it along, I got my phone now. I'm trying to record it. Like Fantasia now a pirate fan maybe work her maybe she'll come to a game right, right? it's true she could give the pregame uh, speech yeah. let me sing on the track or <laughs> something well that'd be pretty wild right you never know that's that's the uh, amazing thing about social media the smallest yeah. stuff sometimes can, can blow up huge you, mm-hmm. you never think twice about it in the meeting room but then you serve it up on a TikTok, and then all of a sudden, a million people watching. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I need that. It's different, uh, which can't be good or bad. Yeah, you only want the good stuff. That's definitely true. You that don't want true. bad stuff out there. That's for sure. Um, how has this preseason summer, you know, the summer workouts gone for you guys this year? Because all I hear about is, man, this team is in great shape. Uh, I talked to a lot of the coaches, and they're they're very high on y'all. Uh, they talk about how hard everybody's worked during this off season. Yeah. What about from your your perspective? Um, from my personal perspective, um, we're we're willing to do you know whatever it takes and you know and whatever it takes for each other as well. So like especially like our locker room getting closer and stuff that pretty much sum up everything. So I mean we're gonna do whatever it takes to win for each other and you know and for Pirate Nation. So yeah. What about you, Xavier? Uh, I agree with Bruce. I mean Big John does a great job training yes. us every day. Sometimes I might want to fight him sometimes being out there running so much, but <laughs> I know he has us prioritized as the best interest. So when you have a guy like that that genuinely cares for his players as well as the coaches, you want guys that want to go out there and work, not for only them, but each other. So I feel like that's a major role. And then aside of that, having more leaders stand up and like be able to set the guidelines and set that standard for the young guys is also a good thing to keep each other accountable that way like there's no slacking off and everyone's there to do what they're supposed to do yes you guys are linebackers i look back through the history of the game and some of the best linebackers are some of the you know toughest sobs out there how many they just love live to hit people you know and light them up how, how much do you guys just just can't wait to get out there especially in a game situation and just light somebody up me personally like when they come down to the other opponent other opponent like i feel like respect is earned so like like i'm gonna go out there and pose my will on whoever i'm playing against like my teammates not so much but when they come down to like the other opponent i'm going to impose my will on them so i tell you I what i just love it I wouldn't want to be uh, looking down bruce bivens when uh <laughs> we talked to you a, a while ago i was like Bruce is one serious dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready to kill somebody, which is great. That's what you want. That 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 at, attitude on the football field. You really got to have that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I really just can't help myself. So, 
I mean, it's who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not, like, you know, Xavier likes to have fun. You're, you got a tough side, too. Yeah. But he's strictly business all the time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> got to get Bruce well, to have some fun sometimes. Well, what about you, though, when you when you finally get that, you line up that running back and you think you got a clean hit? Is that just, you know, you kind of dream about situations like that? I mean, that's a any linebacker's dream. Just have a one-on-one shot in the hole with whoever it is. Like, when it comes time to football, strictly business, like, I don't, I don't know what it is like me right now like joking around and stuff that's just like off the field X but when it's football I'm competitive I like to go at it head to head doesn't it's matter who it is strictly like, business you yeah. can flip the switch and it's let's get it like literally like I don't yeah. know what it is like it's just a different switch I'm a whole different person when I'm on the field Looking at the schedule, uh, man, it's getting close, and everything kind of really gets rolling next week for App State. And kicking it off on Thursday night under the lights in a pro stadium in Charlotte, uh, uh, you know, that's got to get you, you know, get your blood going a little bit. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're a great opponent, but looking at our team, we're we're a great team too. So I feel like we just need to focus on what we need to focus on right now and continue to build in those pieces and it's all going to come together when it comes time to game day. As long as we focus on us, everything should work out the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's, us versus, it's us versus them. So if we stay together, everything will work out the way it's supposed to. How important is it for this team to kind of, you know, obviously winning is, you're in a win now business. Everything's measured in wins and losses. Mm-hmm. You know, you work all season for basically 12 game days. Uh, how important is it to you guys personally, especially Bruce, you've been here through the tough times, to see this thing through and to try and turn it around and get this program back to where it's respected again, back to postseason where people are fearful to play East Carolina? Um, can you can you repeat that one more time? How, how important is it kind of to get that chip back on the shoulder for ECU football to, to get to a point where you've seen it come almost full circle in many ways, where if this season – you can you can point to at the end of this year going well. This is the year we finally turned it around, you know, and got back to postseason. It's been I don't know five six seasons since East Carolina's even been to a bowl game. Uh, it's been some lean times, but it seems like things are on the verge of a turn. How important is it to you to see that through? Uh, it's real important because you know I've, I've seen the, the downs and the couple of ups that the few ups that we had, but it's real important because you know not too many people like you know losing and stuff, especially me. Just like Xavier, I'm a real competitive person, so that's a lot of pain. You know we've we've been through, but like you know we're seeing our way through, and it's real important. So like we had like I like Xavier said, we had a lot of we have a lot of leaders that a lot of people that stepped up that took leadership roles and stuff. So it's, it's really important for me personally, and it's really important to my teammates as well. So, like, you know, we're, we're really trying to, to make that happen. Xavier, this team seems hungry for success, hungry to win again. Uh, how much do you feel that, you know, how much do you guys talk about that as players? I mean, we talk about it every day. Like, even last year, like, we got not robbed out of a game, but – you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> it's just like little things last year. You got year. robbed. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. We got robbed. Was, yeah. We got robbed. R-O, capital, all I, caps. I think even the conference admitted that afterwards. Yeah. They had to issue an apology, but it doesn't change the uh, win-loss total. Yeah, I mean, we but control. It was, we it was just an unfortunate set. That, Pirates won that game. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Just, you know, but go ahead, sorry. But, like, aside from that, like, 
I really forgot the question. I ain't going to. We were talking about, about how important it is for this team oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to have respect again, be competitive again, and really kind of try and lead this team back to success again and yeah. being able to get to the postseason. Really, I think right now is kind of the bar where things, hey, if, we, if you could just get back to a bowl game right now, mm-hmm. that's something that hasn't been done in so many years. Yeah. I mean, a bowl game's obviously what we want to get to, but – I feel like that's selling us short. We want conference championship. If that's not what we're pushing for, you know, at the end of the day, I came here, Bruce came here, all of us came here to change the past of ECU. Like, no one was here when we were all great sunshines and rainbows. So we came here for one job, change the program around, get it back to where it's supposed to be. So me personally, that's where my head's at. You know, it's well overdue. Like, seeing the little things we messed up and just being in those close ball games and, like, letting them slip away. I feel like this year is different. You know, we have those guys who's all for the team, not individuals. And I feel like when you have a collective group of people that are all on the same page, it should start clicking in on all cylinders. It should get rolling. Last year, such a weird year with the the COVID year. This year, fans can be back in the stadium, and, and defense is something that can really thrive on crowd noise. And you know, you know, it's a bigger problem for the offense, and you, they can help be a factor and help you guys out. How big is that as far as welcoming fans back to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this year? Man, it's really important. Uh, we miss we miss all the fans. You know, like when we had to run out there to play UCF, and we we had little to nobody out there. That kind of hurt us a little bit, but you know, we'll we'll be glad. Glad to have them back. You know, I especially, I, me personally, I thrive off that 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 energy. Like I like being out there and not being able to hear myself make the call and stuff. Like, like far as like memories and stuff go. Like I remember we played UNC. That was like the best feeling ever. I made a third down play. I'm trying to get the call and stuff. I couldn't hear nothing. It was just it was just a beautiful feeling. Yeah, Pirate Nation, we miss y'all. So we're glad to have y'all back. Xavier, I'm sure you know. I'm sure it fires you up too when Gus got the crowd going after a big play. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite thing, especially, like, when we come out the tunnel and it's just, ah, like, I get goosebumps, and I'm just like, woo! Like, it's like a different type of feeling. I don't know how to describe, like, and I know for the young guys, it's going to be amazing for them, because I remember my first time walking out, you know, I was like, wow, this really college football, like, this isn't high school anymore. But just having the fans back and just that support on the sidelines, you know, the team, it's like one thing when you have – your teammates bringing juice, but when the you got fifty thousand people there cheering for you and like generally want to see you perform, I feel like that motivates us to want to put our best effort forward and like not want to mess up because we got fifty thousand people looking at us. You don't want to let people down. That is true. Yeah, I don't want to let anybody down. After this COVID year, everybody got an extra year. So, what does it mean for you guys? As I said, it's kind of the the classification as far as you know, sophomore, junior, senior kind of gets all messed up. I just go by years at this point. So, mm-hmm. after this season, we each have some time left. Um, Bruce, you got what a year left after this or two. Oh, this my this my last. Oh, this year. is it. This yeah, is okay. This I was thinking it. you had a COVID year after that. No, this is your COVID my year. Last year. Okay, that's right. And what what about you, Zay? I got one extra year. Okay, after, after this, this. So you'll yeah. be back next season too. So Bruce, yeah, that's right. So this is this is your swan song, Bruce. So you you <laughs> definitely sense the urgency, leaving it all on the field. I'm sure you have that right now. Yeah, right, I do. Um, especially like you know being blessed with this extra COVID year. Um, like obviously, like last year is kind of weird and stuff. So like, I'm I'm blessed to to have it and be able to come back with my teammates. So it's definitely, you know, like if I did take anything for granted or whatever, and that blessing just came out of nowhere. So um, right now, 
I'm willing to do anything that I can do to make sure, you know, we win and we have a great defense, great offense. As long as we win and achieve our goals, um, I'll be the happiest person on the earth. You guys face that offense every day. It's going to be getting a lot of the highlights for ECU football. A lot of talented guys on that offense with yeah. uh, Holton and CJ and Tyler and Rajay and all the other guys, too. What what are you guys seeing in practice? Who's the toughest to keep up with? What are uh, what do you see when you, when you face that offense? You're like, oh, I got to keep an eye on this guy. All of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all of them. But I like to keep that confidence in myself. Yeah. Like whoever I go up against, like, yo, you better watch out for me right. type situation. Because like I said, like when it comes to football, I'm just like, I feel like if you don't have that confidence in yourself and like you doubt you're afraid to go up against somebody, that limits yourself. So if you got that in your mind, like I'm going to beat you this play, like you got to go up against me. I feel like that puts a different perspective on things. Because yeah. we're all we're all human. It, what separates you is your, your mentality. So I'm with Xavier on that one too. But we got some, we have some real, some real good guys on offense. Holton's doing a great great job you know leading them and stuff sure. but we have some some great guys he really seems to have the respect of, of the team you know I, I i see how the guys interact with him and he's he's just, he's a classy guy and, yeah. and i think uh you know he does things on the field and off the field the right way and uh boy he thinks the world of you guys too but um he really does seem to be a great team leader Oh, for sure. Don't let him fool you, though. You, he's a goofball, he's too. He's a goofy guy, man. He's ass Mason in his haircut. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I love Holland. That's my man. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. All right, uh, anything before we let you guys go for uh, our first visit here inside the Players' Lounge that you want folks to know about you or you want anything you want to tell the Pirate Nation? Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, we miss you guys. We can't wait to have you back in Dowdy Ficklin and show you what we're about this year and let Bruce go in and say his piece. Yeah, thank y'all for all the support, supporting us through, you know, COVID and everything. Like Xavier said, we miss y'all, and we're excited to have y'all back. All right, and you guys, when you're uh, not playing football, you're majoring in communications, right? Communications. Yeah, so how do you like kind of the behind the scenes here at Pirate Radio? You guys, uh, we've had some fun getting to know you and uh, having having some uh, audio video stuff with you guys before we started today mm-hmm. how, how much do you enjoy the communication side of things with this uh, i mean i'm enjoying it i love having fun i love doing yeah. things like this and like talking to people whether it's inspirational or just like having a conversation like this i like getting out there and just showing people who i am personally because like you said all they see is a helmet and pads yep. and running out there and hitting it's a lot it's easy to get like like intentions mixed up like oh yeah. like he's a linebacker he's mean like he's yeah we talk to yeah but like once you i open up and like actually talk yeah. to people like oh savior man. could be owning up the chocolate <laughs> <butt."> <laughs> literally yeah. that's he's, what i'm saying football doesn't work out he's doing stand-up comedy like something like you can ask bruce like yeah, i'll be in there joking <laughs> what what's bruce bivens do one day uh when he's not playing football like um, a big picture when you down the road uh what, what what do you see yourself doing? I see oh, you as like an angry uncle or something. To be I'm a, I mean, I'm a goofy guy too. Yeah. Like, ask Xavier. I, I'm a goofy guy too. I, I love I love to have fun too. I like some people may mistake me as you know being mean or just because I play linebacker, but that's not me. I, I like to laugh all the time. So yeah. don't don't let that fool you. I just you know. Team and I think this team's having fun, which is a big part of it too. Sure. I mean, the more fun you have, hopefully, the the more success you have too. Yeah. So, we hope you're having a lot of fun this year. 
We definitely <laughs> had a lot of success. Yeah, man, I love it. All right, guys, we look forward to talking to you every Monday here inside the Players' Lounge. Of course, we'll be serving this up on all platforms of our pirate radio uh, media outlets, too, so uh, both audio, video, and podcast. But uh, great to catch up with you guys today. Uh, linebackers Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. You'll be seeing a lot of them here on Pirate Radio each week and even more of them on the football field for East Carolina University. Continued success, guys. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, there they are, the dynamic duo of our linebacking core for ECU football, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, a couple of fun guys. I would not want to be on the wrong end of them come game day, I will tell you that. Uh, Bruce Bivens, pretty intense dude, opened up a little bit towards the end. I, I got to tell you, I love doing this with these guys and getting to know them better. We have talked more to the ECU football players just today than we did all of last year. Yeah, with the COVID true. situation. So uh, it, it's fantastic to be able to have them in studio. Thanks to Bruce Bivens, who uh, Xavier Smith said he'll be an angry uncle. Yeah, <laughs> one day. That was funny. It was one <laughs> of those Z- things that it was funny. I didn't understand what he was meaning, but it was funny. Yeah, and uh, Xavier Smith, what a great personality, fun guy too. And uh, this guy's working great together. They feed off of each oh, other. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great so team. evident. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to Holt Nailers, DJ Ford, in hour one. Coming up. In hour two, we'll hear. I mean, I'm sorry, hour three. We're already in hour two. Hour three coming up. Tyler Sneed. Let's not go back in time, Troy. Coming up in hour three, we're going to get Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, and Rajay Harris, a couple of the playmakers on offense. The specialists will be in here. So we're getting uh, everybody on today in the Pirate Radio Player Lounge. What a fun place to be. Take a timeout. I'll hook back up. It'll be like, speaking of old times, Troy D and Ellerby reunited again. I'll bring my old broadcast. The boys are back in town. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Bring my old broadcasting partner in studio with us for a segment. We come back. Ellerby will join me live on the show. And then we'll hook up more with the players in the Players Lounge as we debut all of our ECU players every Monday here on Pirate Radio's Player Lounge. Look forward to that as PRL rolls on right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Come out to Granger Stadium this season and cheer on your Down East Wood Ducks. Get your tickets now at woodducksbaseball.com or give them a call at 686-5164 and we'll see you at Granger Stadium for Wood Ducks Baseball all season long. Go Woodies. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host troy drivers all right welcome back in great to be sitting in the big chair with you today it's been a fun show this has been a great time today i've really enjoyed the kickoff to our pirate radio players lounge always uh good to talk to the players and this is especially a unique format like this this is the first time we've ever been able to do something like this so it's uh I think we're off to a great start, and thanks to them, they're off to a great start. Boy, these guys have been 
for the first time they sound like seasoned professionals we were talking about it off the air how great these guys are and how media savvy they already seem to be on the air and uh you know it can be a little nerve-wracking for your first time it's a little different format when you're not used to uh being on the air for stuff like this but uh these guys have been tremendous thanks to holton aylers dj ford bruce bivens xavier smith we've already heard from coming up in a little bit tyler sneed cj johnson and rajay harris but right now jonathan ellerby joining me in studio you might remember us from Troy D and Ellerby days. Yeah, we had a it's long, long run. Still Troy D and Ellerby. We're just yeah. not on the air as much anymore. Yeah, we're just not yeah. doing it every day at 5 o'clock. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fun for 15, 16 years uh, doing the Live at 5 show. And uh, it's good to be back. The player interviews have been uh, very fun to listen to today. You know, we, we get often, we get players in after their careers end. Mm-hmm. And they we've had, stu- you know, them in studio. Uh, you know, we've had Justin Hardy, Dwayne Harris, a lot of the guys in the NFL that have come by, or just most recently the baseball players that got drafted, Gavin Williams yeah. and uh, Connor, Connor Norby and stuff. But, that, I mean, this is obviously uh, new ground uh, with the NIL deals. And uh, it's been fun listening to those guys and uh, getting to know them a little bit, just kind of hanging out, just uh, a very cool format. So, uh, every monday is going to be exciting here on pirate radio live yeah they've got some cool personalities i mean they're fun to talk to they've got interesting hobbies off the field and really like fun and you know they're fun loving guys unless these players have some sort of story or something that stands out during the season that you know that is told to the media or whatever you you don't really get to know the players at at all like i mean who would have known you know the guys like to go fishing saltwater fishing all that other stuff so i mean it's like to me that's where i think uh we can have a lot of fun with these players in studio and of course uh talk uh, football which uh we're 17 days away from i mean i can't believe how quickly football season is creeping up on us i mean it's here uh It'll, it'll be here before you know yes, it. Yes, that's what you always say. It's uh, it's, it's uh, coming at you like a fire hose. Uh, all right, so the Bud Light pregame tailgate is back. Yes. We'll be kicking things off Thursday, probably 3 o'clock. Official start time, 3.30, but we'll probably have something special in store at 3. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's always the four-hour Bud Light pregame tailgate, so we'll definitely rock it out from 3.30 to 7.30. And then uh, the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show is uh, back for the 19th year. I'm excited to get that on the air and uh, taking phone calls. We've expanded so much with our digital stuff between YouTube and Facebook. So a lot of ways to interact with the fifth quarter, even if you don't want to call in and be a uh, star on the radio, you can uh, definitely chime in and make your comments on Facebook and on YouTube. So uh, looking forward to that being back. It's harder to believe that it's our 19th year in business here at Pirate Radio. So much has evolved and changed since we first sat down and did that interview with uh, John Thompson, I believe. I have that CD. We need to find that. I have that CD, I think, in my desk somewhere. Okay. We but, we had a listener requested on our Facebook live feed as a podcast mm-hmm. or like to throw it out there digitally for folks. And I yeah. said, man, what a great idea. If you can find that, uh, we could download that, get it in a digital form. That would be really cool to hear our very first show. And I think our first show was around like August 26th or 25th because we didn't really start live at five till that first yeah. the week and we were on like four stations when we launched if you remember yeah we were on we some, had, we had like some a whole different, network different partnerships with some stations in new Bern and some other places but yeah. uh you know 1250 was obviously the first station we, we acquired then a couple years later got 930 and then last few years been really excited about the fms the 92.7 here in greenville and 104.1 in washington and then the digital stuff has just exploded yeah uh, i think i saw something the other day that you got like i got a notification that we joined twitter like in 2010 mm-hmm. and then uh 
you know, and just, you know, Facebook, I think we, maybe that was what, when we, when we joined that and just the, the, all the followers and listeners and everybody that's been a part of this is, is just been incredible. A lot I, of fun. I ran into an old college buddy over the weekend in Atlantic beach. And I, I honestly, I probably hadn't seen him in over 20 years mm-hmm. and, uh, I'll give him a plug. His name is uh, TJ powers. And he came up, he's like, Troy. I, look, I was like, God, he looked familiar, but I hadn't seen him. He's like, how you doing? I was, and when he said his name, I was like, oh, man, good to see you again. He's like, I, he lives in Florida, and he listens every day. And he's like, I love what you guys are doing. Thanks to the digital stuff. I tune in all the time. And, you know, he was knew about what we were doing today with the players. And, I mean, it's really opened up, uh, especially for Pirate fans. I think you take for granted if you live in Greenville and, and you can get it all the time here. But if you move away – there's no local media covering ECU. And when I say move away, I mean like move to like Wilson. There's no, you know, <laughs> outside of Pitt County, there, there's no one else doing what we do. Um, there's really no one doing what we do broadcasting wise in Pitt County that comes close. But uh, it's great with the digital, whether it's video or audio or podcasting, that if you're a pirate fan, you can get it every single day now. And especially all the fans that drive in, as as you know, cars and technology have gotten so much better through it with Bluetooth systems and vehicles where you can just uh, plug and play. Yeah. And uh, we're right there with you as long as you want to listen. So uh, take advantage of it. I always joke, if my dad, who's 84 years old, can uh, get Alexa to listen to Pirate Radio in yeah. Raleigh, then he doesn't have an email address, doesn't have a cell phone, yeah. doesn't know how to get on a computer, but uh, he can tell Alexa to listen to Pirate Radio, then, uh, hey, look, anybody is capable of getting in touch with us. I think eventually I'm going to like morph into your dad. I think he's got to figure not having to deal with a cell phone, email. I don't what think he can do it. What was the other one? Or get on a computer. It's not having to get a computer, cell phone, or email. Well, the first thing is if you, uh, you couldn't go all cold turkey. What would you give up first? You know, if you had to give up email, cell phone, or computer, that's now that's an interesting poll question. Well, it's right not there. really because if you're giving up your email, then you're basically quitting your job. <laughs> And then True. if you're giving up your computer, you're basically giving up. You'd have up to be your... retired. You're right. Yeah. Like you'd have to be, because of business, you need those things. But if you were retired and you didn't have to have any of those things, I think email is what I'd give up first. Oh, absolutely. I'd be done with email. Then computer, I could live without. I think phone, I, I don't know. I use my phone too much. You know, and I like to stay in touch with the kid. You know, like you, you, you're an addict on your phone. You're you're on your phone more than just about. Well, my phone else. is really my computer nowadays. Honestly, it's where I get most of my news and information. And, you know, podcasts, everything. I just, jokes. Just listen to pirate radio jokes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, phone's kind of important. But your right. dad, think about how simple his life is, not have being cluttered with any of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 a blessing. And and I'm old enough to remember when I didn't have to ha- I didn't have those. I mean, these kids nowadays grow up. I mean, my kids have had a phone in their hands since they've been like nine. Right. You know, our kids won't know the difference. Like, we remember when it was new to get a cell phone, when it was a big deal to get your first laptop. It, it genera- you know? This happens in generations, Troy. I, I know, but my, I'm saying my dad is- knew when the first TV came out. You know, I mean, it's like right. he didn't grow up. I mean, we had to get up and but change remember, the channel. Right. I remember having like when cable came to town, it was and, a big deal. And now no one's watching TV, they're yeah. watching YouTube. Right. You know, like hopefully us right now. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah, what we had some show, and uh, Bryce was watching this, my son, on YouTube, and he's like, Dad, I usually have this many viewers. You had this many viewers on YouTube Live. It was, must have been a huge show. Yes. It was the one we had. Uh, Probably when you were out of town. <laughs> no, so we had uh, <laughs> Corey Scott and Greg Davis on talking a little. It was a week ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that got, got a lot of traction talking about the uh, Little League debacle, unfortunately. Yeah. It hasn't gotten fixed. 
And you never know, man, what happens with this lawsuit? It could get fixed. Yeah, the Little League you stuff, know? and I kind of put out some stuff last week. I mean, I just, I mean, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of people pointing fingers and, and a lot of negativity around the Little League team, but this Little League team was awesome. They didn't lose a game. I know. I just kind of threw it out there. I, why, why aren't we throwing a parade? Why, why aren't we? Why aren't we, like... Where Where is our city leadership on this? Why isn't the city of Greenville getting behind this team and saying let's celebrate this team i just feel like it's, it's I, a great opportunity i thought it was a no-brainer but why why isn't this coming from our leadership what why isn't this coming from the little league organization why can't they celebrate this team i just feel like the, and they got a lot of stuff going on with the softball little league world series and so much but i just feel like this team instead of you know turmoil and controversy that that there's a great opportunity to do some cool stuff and i think a parade would be really cool i think a uh i've mentioned having them on the field september 11th when the south carolina game is here so i I think a lot of that stuff is uh, it's a great opportunity to celebrate greenville celebrate this team and uh put some negative vibes and maybe bring people together people i mean the one thing we can all agree on is this team was awesome and they represented greenville um, and we're tremendous. So uh, I just would love to find multiple ways to uh, celebrate their accomplishments. And uh, even though their season ended, unfortunately, there there would be a, a great opportunity to uh, showcase and highlight and applaud these uh, young kids and coaches that spent and dedicated so much time to uh, Little League. And I just very, very proud of what they've done. Speaking of young kids, you might, you know, this news just hit a little bit earlier. Carlos, uh, of how you feel this this will create a lot of controversy too the pitt county board of education has met and decided and they are going with the mask requirements beginning tuesday august 17th for school year this year so uh, a lot of folks i know probably won't be happy about that but uh you know the, the, the mask is a big divided issue yeah i don't feel like getting into the debate i'm just passing along the news right now that uh pitt county schools and other uh counties have ruled against the masks you know in in the east but pitt county going back to the mask so that will be look in, in this decision regardless of what the school board decided people were going to be happy or mad regardless if they said no mask there would have been people that were upset that they didn't require mask and if they require mask there are going to be people upset that they require mask mm-hmm. so almost a no-win situation for them well i saw the steelers uh tweeted out earlier that they're going to require mask for the preseason game against the lions but see that's up. outside i think that's a little i'm just you know i'm just the messenger i get, I get the school is inside this outside stuff. EC, ECU's requiring, I mean, I, I say ECU's only indoors. Is requiring stuff indoors. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, will tell you, I don't think the compliance if ECU tried to go to outdoor for football games, it, they would not. One, there's no way to enforce it. Uh, and I saw what happened to baseball when it was still going on. Once you got in the game, nobody wore one. I mean, that's just the reality of it. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about. The, the enforcing of the mask, people are going to do what they want to do. And you're not going to be able to enforce it. They may wear one to come in the game. And then after that, when, when 30,000 fans take it off, what are you going to kick 30,000 fans out of the stadium? It's not going to happen. And I'm just telling you people I hear from, if you're, wor- if you're that worried about it, you're probably not going to the game. You know, you're going to stay home and watch it on TV. But the people I know aren't going to wear masks. It's just, it's just going to be the no one wants to be the mask police you know no no you know flight attendants teachers you know they, they want to do their jobs and, and if not, you want not, to wear one that's fine right but so, i don't think people like being told that they have to wear one yeah it's just it's just a very very it's a very weird deal because we've gotten kind of away from the mask over the last six months, really. And now it's kind of, you know, kind of creeping back into everybody's lives. But uh, it's just, just something everyone's going to have to deal with. I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, all these players, you know, they uh, go to practice, they sweat.
sweat and uh, tackle and, and work hard at practice. And then uh, they go to business class and they wear a mask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a little interesting. Did you see the news over the weekend? We linked to it on our social media. WRAL investigates. Uh, WRAL the investigates. Brewster building? The Brewster Building. Look, the Brewster Building was a dump when I went to ECU in the 90s i mean it was it's not like the nicest building on campus but trying to you know they were trying to investigate whether it's linked to a certain kind of cancer unfortunately that some of the professors have had i don't know if that's just a bad coincidence you know there's so many the brewster building is so big and this spans so many years i think it's my hunch is it's just probably a coincidence but it does make you think is there an issue um you know but at least ec is doing what it can to try and figure it out is uh, WRL investigating any of the D's and F's you got in the Brewster building? <laughs> <laughs> Those have been buried. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, hopefully not causing anyone any problems anymore other than me. But uh, yeah, I hated class in the Brewster building. The Brewster building is probably God, one of the ugliest I buildings on campus. Hated going to that building. Is there an uglier building on campus no, than the Brewster building? There's no way. It looks and, like and, a prison. And, and I will say they've done a good job of retrofitting some of these. Like even the old dorms that used to be really yes. ugly down here. They've done an incredible job to make these dorms look like a million bucks. And now you like come down here like, man, that dorm's really nice. Oh, yeah. You Pelk, Tyler, all the dorms down here. Those buildings were atrocious and they retrofit them. I don't think it's possible to retrofit Brewster to make it look nice. I think a stick of dynamite that- <laughs> retrofit Brewster. <laughs> I mean, all these hurricanes and can't we just have a you know a complete loss at brewster and have them started over yeah so uh yeah that, that was an interesting story i did see that so i also saw the big news today of bill clark holmes buying all the upper deck tickets yeah cool. for the first game yeah so six thousand tickets i, I was think, doing the quick math on six what do you think a, a ticket is for uh i think i, I would know, project I, they're going to game a little bit 10 of, bucks a pop oh, i was gonna say deck. 20 all right so 10 bucks so that'd be sixty thousand. yep sixty thousand. i had it at 120 i had a 20 dollar ticket but you're right they probably gave him a discount and the good news if you know with a noon kickoff all the first responders will be there to help save each other during like the heat yeah. you know in case we all like yeah. melt you know that what? day at the stadium at Dottie Ficklin Stadium I called it the other day it will be a shin sweat game oh there's no doubt you're, you'll be sitting there doing nothing and when your shins sweat you know it's hot you, you're going to want to take you're going to want to take a it, multiple a change of shirts and it doesn't my shins don't sweat often when you're just sitting there but it has a couple times in Dottie Ficklin Stadium you're going to need a tailgating shirt you're going to need a first half shirt and a second half shirt. Yeah. I'm just calling it right now. Yeah. Uh, Joe weighing in on our Facebook live feed. Not going to the game if a mask is required, but people that want to wear them should 100% be allowed to wear them. I agree. I agree with Joe. I think uh, nothing wrong with people. I don't that think want there's ever the case of, uh, sir, can you take your mask off? Yeah. <laughs> We're having no mask mandate at Dowdy Ficklin. <laughs> don't ever wear a mask. We want to see your face. Yes. Um, all right, so Josh weighing in. Uh, so our children who haven't been wearing masks all summer, going to summer camps and all kinds of other activities all summer around other countless kids and now have to wear masks to go back to school. That Josh, is correct. That is right. Unfortunately, not my decision. That is your Pitt County School Board. Consult your Pitt County School Board for more information. I believe their uh, information is online if you'd like to find out who the board members are that voted on that. Well, and you can always run for Pitt County School Board. It is. It's an elected position. You know, that usually happens when there's stuff that uh, enough people disagree with with the uh, leadership locally in politics, school boards, or whatever. You can always try to make a difference by you or your friends uh, 
trying to run. And, and this is the first time that I think there'll be interest probably in this, who runs for school board now because usually people don't pay that close attention to school board unless you know someone personally is running. Mm-hmm. But with this COVID stuff, these are important decisions. And all of a sudden, this gets people's radars up. Well, who's making these decisions? And you might see more people step up and want to serve on the school board. Yeah. It, uh, you know, back to school is here. It's a week away. So, uh, obviously, some uh, new rules in place. And who knows? I mean, the one thing about this whole COVID thing, things can change daily, hourly, weekly. So, uh, how it is right now doesn't mean how it will be for a long time. All right. Uh, good stuff. I'm Troy D. He's Ellerby. It is the 5 o'clock hour. So, technically, and we are live. So, technically, this is Troy D. and Ellerby live at 5 right now. Mm-hmm. Take it over, PRL. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, Rajay Harris, the specialists, some of the stars of the offense coming in. Smells like a lot of touchdowns getting ready to walk that's in the door. I, that's what I hope. We're going to hear for those guys as we finish out our Pirate Radio Lounge today. Awesome to have all our players in as we kick off Pirate Radio's visit with all the Pirate Radio athletes in the Pirate Radio Lounge. We'll be back with those guys right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Is the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive and make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Shirley. Appreciate that as always. What a fun show today. We've talked to a number of our Pirate Radio athletes in the lounge. Already heard from Holt Nailers, DJ Ford, as we kicked off the show today. Also, Bruce Pivens and Xavier Smith, our linebackers. And to accommodate their schedule, once again, these guys are still uh, in camp today. So we came in, uh, had them come in a little bit earlier when they had a little free time before things got too busy. And we hooked up with Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, and uh, Raja Harris. And here is how that sounded. And welcome into the Players Lounge here on Pirate Radio for our maiden voyage with these three guys. It's an honor and privilege to talk to uh, so many of our star football players this season, all season long, right here on our platforms of Pirate Radio. In studio with us right now, Tyler Sneed joining us. Of course, uh, many folks know Tyler from ECU football, wide receiver, and looking forward to a, uh, a big year. Tyler, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Also, uh, one of your partners in crime on the field uh, with the wide receiver uh, duo, C.J. Johnson, also one of our Pirate Radio athletes this year. Great to see you, you C.J. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. And Rajay Harris, uh, running back for the Pirates, (laughs) rounding out the table right now. Good to see you guys. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate it. So we got quite the explosive group out here for the uh, offense. First of all, we just finished up practice today. We we're talking before we went on the air how hot it was. What's, yes, sir. How, yeah. So, what's the situation? How are things going? I will, we'll talk about the scrimmage that happened Saturday. But let's, Rajay, we'll start with you. Okay. How are things going uh, practice wise from your perspective, and what's been going on? Man, everybody, man, they got the mindset of you know go get it. 
this season going to be different, you know. So starting with the offensive line and the quarterback, Holton, of course, you know, leader. But, um, you know, everybody's they, – they got that they got their mindset, that 1% mindset, just every day go out there and get it. So it's going to be a good one. CJ, we've been following you since you were a freshman at Conley. I feel like you should, you're like 40 now. <laughs> you're now wanting getting to be one of the leadership guys on the team. How have you embraced that role? How is that new for you? Um, I just, just – just changing just changing what I do daily. Like, there was, there was times uh, freshman year where I had bad habits, like bad practice habits. And all of that, and I and I just worked really hard to change that, and yeah. All right, Tyler. Uh, you know, when, when folks see you off the football field, they probably just think, "Oh, this is kind of just a nice young man. Maybe he's a frat guy." You know, they, they wouldn't know he's a football. But they see you on the football field, and this guy's as tough as nails. Where does that toughness come from? Because I, I always say Tyler Snead's a perfect example. Don't judge a book by its cover. Definitely. You know, um, where, where does that come from? I think just, you know, I've always been smaller, like one of the smallest guys on the team. So I think it's just built up, and I've always had to play with that edge uh, going into anything, whether it be football, basketball, whatever I was doing. So uh, I think I've learned that, and I've just kept that mentality uh, the same throughout. Tyler Snead, C.J. Johnson, Raja Harris joining us in the Players' Lounge here on Pirate Radio. We're going to be talking to all the guys every Monday on PRL and all our platforms of Pirate Radio. This is kind of a cool new deal, guys. I love these NLI deals, name, image, likeness for folks that haven't been following the story. It changed basically a month ago or so where it enabled us to be able to do stuff like this mm-hmm. with you guys. Where before, as you all know, if we wanted to do an interview with you, maybe we'd get you for like six two minutes or so after a practice and everybody's huddled around. and yeah. It's really kind of hard to kind of get a lot of um, good content, let me say, yeah. because it's everybody's huddled and uh, it's, it's real short, real quick. Or if we put a request in one-on-one, you know, it takes a week and you might get it over <laughs> the phone and here's five-minute time slot. So this has enabled us to, in essence, work directly with you guys. And y'all could uh, work with us and we can. what we're going to do is, is this weekly conversation that we're going to have with you guys and get to know you better, the Pirate Nation get to know you better, and really kind of in a laid-back atmosphere have some fun talk about pirate football it's new for y'all too so what has y'all's been uh reaction to the whole nil deal uh when i got the call i was excited you know so i ain't been i ain't been out here looking for no nil deal so when i got the call i was really you know happy you know finally somebody's really you know looking at me reaching out so i was i was pretty excited what about you cj i feel like i feel like it's a good way to um have have players have extra money in their pockets just to live off of but I don't want it to get to the point where everybody loses the the big picture. Yeah. Like you're in college football to make it to the league. You're yeah. in college football to win, not to get to make money. Tyler, I imagine you probably feel similar. Yeah, just uh I think it's a great opportunity to get people's names out there, you know, if they have brands like Raze and uh Holton's Bill Went Broken. I think it's a good way to promote that. But uh yeah, like CJ said, you know, it's not. It's not all about that. We still came here to play football and stuff like that. Yeah, and without the football, there'd be no other extracurricular right. stuff yeah. too. So football is the is the main thing. Oh, and, yeah. um, oh, all the guys I've talked to, they they haven't lost focus. And I, I do want folks to know too. One of the reasons we're doing this on a Monday is 
because now during the season that's going to be your day off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so True. you know you, you're you do have free time as it's still a college student <laughs> to be able to do what you want to do, <laughs> even though there's a lot of football involved on Mondays. It's your free day, so we're gonna kind of do that on Mondays to accommodate y'all's schedule. So you know I don't, we were joking before. We don't want somebody going, oh well, if they weren't spending uh, so much time with Pirate Radio, we wanted to miss that catch, you know. So we're trying to do, uh, uh, diffuse that before that happens as an excuse. These guys have a day off, and uh, we're we're pretty privilege to be able to share a few minutes with them and our listeners here on Mondays going forward this season. And of course, we'll be serving it up on our other platforms. We're going to turn it into a podcast for folks that like to listen that way. So uh, you guys know us. We're going to have it all video format, all different things. But uh, it is great to be hooked up with you guys. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to know y'all as as people, because there'll be a lot of people listening right now Mm -hmm. that know your names, maybe your jersey numbers, but they don't really know know who you are. So I'm going to go around the table. Rajay, let's start with you. Okay. Let's give kind of your ele- like if someone was meeting you for the first time and they didn't know who you were. Give us your elevator pitch of who Rajay Harris is, what he's all about, and what you would want them to know about you. Yeah. Well, you know, Rajay Harris. You know, a lot of people used to pronounce it as Raji and Raja, whatever that is. I don't know, but Rajay Harris. So it never changed. It was just people mispronouncing. Oh yeah, it. people just mispronouncing. Yeah. You didn't yeah. change. You didn't change how you oh, wanted. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah, that was a big talk a year or so ago. <laughs> Definitely. But um. But for officially. It is Roger Harris. Roger Harris. Roger Harris. Yeah, okay. But um, I'm from Spartanburg, South Carolina. You know, a little town in Spartanburg. But um, about me, uh, football, track, and basketball growing up. You know, I got little brothers and little sisters. Um, I got an older brother and two older sisters. And, you know, everybody just been grinding all our life. You know, our dad pushed us, mom pushed us just to grind. You know, um, my mom was kind of, you know, she, she went house for house when I was little. So growing up was kind of, you know, shaky at first but you know we got stabled and kids start going to college and you know we start bringing money in our way you know because our mom was struggling so we had to ditch out and help but i mean you know life is good now you know when you're not playing football what would you consider your favorite hobbies uh, see my brother a gamer and I, I used to i used to go outside and just play basketball and stuff like that but now i don't turn into a gamer you know i like to play call of duty so whoever want to play call of duty or 2k I'm here, you know. Yeah. Just, Don't just tell my kids up. that. They'll be uh, hitting you up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm good. just, um, I'm just a regular person, though, man. Um, I respond back to to everybody that texts and they hit me up. Just a regular person. That's how I look at it. Good stuff. All right, CJ Johnson. A lot of folks know you growing up here in Greenville, but uh, Greenville. Let's, let's get for someone new listening that doesn't know CJ Johnson. Let's get uh, find out about you. Well, CJ Johnson. Everybody. Everybody puts him on this pedestal as this this superhero, this Superman. But inside my body, I'm a regular person just like everybody else. Like, I have flaws just like everybody else. And growing up was not easy. I, I stayed in a three-bedroom house with 10 people. I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a room or a bed until 18 when I moved out to college. I'm the first person wow. in my family to go to college. So, like, I never, I never really had that that older role model I had my brother my brother he he taught me a lot because he um he took it upon himself to work since the age of 16 he was working with my neighbor filling up fire extinguishers then he moved on to Greenville TV and appliances now he's a, lit, a head truck driver 16 mm-hmm. like he's making money so I always looked up to him as my role model like 
whatever I do, I got to work like he worked. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think getting to know you guys, you know, a lot of folks just see you as football players, but you are people. And the struggle to get to where you are now, it's not easy to be a, a scholarship D1 athlete at any school right. and to be able to overcome things, to be able to be focused and to get to that level. Because there's a lot of distractions along the way, guys, oh, yeah. as you know. And there's yeah. been a lot of great athletes that can get distracted by the things and don't become reach their potential. So, yeah. that's true. Um, you know, for you to be able to do that and I. I didn't even know that about you. You know, I, I knew you had a lot of relatives, but I didn't know you were living to that many folks in, <laughs> yes, in, the, in your upbringing. So that's definitely something interesting. What about your hobby, CJ, when you're not playing football? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really a gamer. I, I don't even own a game system. I, I I used to be a game freak when I was little. Though, like I, I would play a game six, seven hours a day. But I kind of grew out of it. I went to college. Um, it didn't it didn't didn't even bother buying a system. So like now. My hobbies, like I will either I'm either sleep or I'm hanging out with friends. <laughs> Sounds like my hobbies. Those are good hobbies. All right, Tyler Sneed. Uh, people have seen you uh, making the moves on the field, but what about Tyler Sneed, the person? Give us uh, your pitch. Uh, who Tyler Sneed is? Well, I'm from Raleigh, so I'm kind of close to here, like hour, hour fifteen. Uh, grew up with a lot of family close together, so like that's been a big part of my life. Uh, my whole life. Um, I got a athletic family. You know, my, my dad played baseball, got drafted, and then my mom uh, was a state cheerleader. She won a national championship. So uh, athletic family, sister did gymnastics in Georgia. All my other sisters uh, play sports. So I've always grown up into that. Uh, love football ever since I first played it. Used to play baseball. It's just... <laughs> Nothing against baseball. It was, it's a great game. It's just too slow for me and not enough contact. So. That's what Holt said. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great so, baseball player, too. He said yeah. it wasn't fast enough. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I, I like the contact. So, yeah. uh, fell in love with football. I love basketball, but I get my shot blocked every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had football. I had to go football. But, uh, no, it's just a little about me. Like they said, I'm a regular person. You see me, you know. You can't tell I play, so yeah, <laughs> I look regular too. But yeah, I mean, we were at a press conference a couple years ago. It was the year before the COVID year, as I call it. And I remember you came in with a backpack, and someone thought hey. that was like a new like student assistant, like an intern or something for the football team. I'm like, no man, that's Tyler Steen. Uh, yeah. They've never seen you without a helmet and pads on. Yeah, you know? no, I was like, like don't let him fool you now. Like so you better it. not let him hear you say that. Nah, nah. Um, no, that's awesome. And was it Millbrook? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Millbrook yeah. High School, which uh, was I kind of consider my because I'm from Raleigh too. Okay, and I ended up going to Ravenscroft, but that was like oh, I, yeah. all my a lot of my friends went to Millbrook. Yeah. So great school, great football tradition there at Millbrook yes, too, big time. Yes, so sir. I know uh, all the folks there. The Wildcats are excited about Tyler Snead. <laughs> I hear from him all the time. <laughs> what, what about your hobbies when you're not playing playing ball? I'm a big movie guy, so when when we get our time off, I just like relax, watch a movie, watch a show. If not, I will get on the game. Like like Madden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could could you say wouldn't it be cool like as you get older, you could actually, you know, if you got if you if hey look, if you guys make it to the league that you could be actually be in a game like that. That's gotta be a little surreal to think about stuff like that. Happens in, in, in baseball. Bless them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My kids were playing the show the other day and they were playing like some of the ECU players that they used to know popped up. Like oh, that are yeah. professional players. I, I thought it was yeah. kind of pretty cool to see him in a video game. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Right? Um, all right. So once again, you're in the players' lounge here with uh, 
guys Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, Rajay Harris. Uh, in the middle, of camp, I guess we're getting ready to wind down camp. Uh, next, school starts officially. Twenty third. Like right? yeah, next yeah. next week, right? Yeah. Uh, but this has been all football. How is this preseason? You know, this, last year was such a weird year, guys, with the COVID thing. We barely had any interaction with you. There was hardly any fans at the games. Uh, there were no fans at the games for the first couple games, I think, <laughs> except for maybe your parents that might have showed up. But yeah, you got one ticket. Yeah, exactly. Um, how has this year's fall camp been different from from last year's? First of all, uh, well, me coming in, you know, fall camp. You know, Coach Houston, he talked about it. But last week, we was all on the, the B field. Me, Keaton Mitchell, and um, a lot of lot of a lot of folks that's that's playing now and have a big role on the team. And you know, now it's just you feel me. Season's here. You know, last year I was just like, well, I might not play, or you know, I might have to take another role on special teams. But um, this year is like, you know, I got to lead the team. You know, me, CJ, Sneed, Holton. You know, Holton can't do it by himself. You know, he done been back there. He done been in the backfield. But I got to take on a leadership role as well. That's true. Uh, it's a team for a reason. And, you know, you guys are the skilled positions, you know, wide receiver, running backs. And you, you'll get a lot of the glory if we're successful. But it, it really starts with that offensive line. How's that offensive line Ooh. looking from y'all's perspective? Yeah. Because without that need, you know, those guys don't get a lot of the attention. Yeah. But, boy, they can get a lot of the blame when things go wrong. Yeah, but without that protection <laughs> to get it to you guys in the air, or for you to be able to open up some holes, Roger. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that O-line's everything. Yeah. I'm hearing good stuff. You Great. see it every day. What's y'all's perspective on it? Oh, man, I feel like I feel like the O-line is 10 times better than we were last year. Just I just feel like everybody, everybody on the O-line locked in. They all have one goal, and they're all working towards that goal. Definitely. Yeah. Tyler, I talked to um, Coach Houston the other day, and he said the big difference this year with the, not just the O-line, but the, really the whole team is depth. Like when he first got here, might have one or two, if you, you know, or, or maybe a starting lineup, but there was nobody backing anybody up that was you, you yeah. would have as a starter. So that's kind of changed this year. Yeah, that's – I mean, we got depth everywhere, and we haven't really had that. But, I mean, you put twos and threes in, and you trust those guys to make a play too. So yeah. – you know, that's exciting. That's going to be really exciting, and especially with the O-line. I mean, that's they took a big step. They're getting really better. Bigger, stronger, yeah. faster. Yes, sir. Like, yes. Which is good news for you guys. Oh, yes, the better they are, the, the more touches y'all get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we heard from Donnie Kirkpatrick last week, the offense coordinator for UC football. He said, nobody wants to play behind Tyler Sneed because Tyler Sneed never come, will, will never come out. He never, he's like, no, no, I don't need a break. I'm good. I'm good. So you got nobody behind you because they, they say you won't take every snap. Well, they be like that. Try to, yeah. <laughs> but that's good. That's the mentality you want. And I'm sure yeah. it's the same way, CJ, right? I mean, yes, you sir. won't be on the field to be on the field. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, how much now, this with the COVID year, everyone got an extra year. So I'm mm-hmm. getting mix, mixed up. Like, I, it, we really got to get away from the freshman, junior, sophomore stuff yeah. because <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just how many, how much time you have left at this yeah. point. Yeah. I think all of you guys years. have another year or more yeah. left, right? Yeah, like four years left. Is it that many left? Yeah. As I said, yeah. I just feel like you've been here forever. I think I've been following you so long. <laughs> so you've got four. So, so uh, I CJ's got my, four years left counting this year. Yeah, I have my junior year, my senior year, COVID, and I didn't redshirt. So. Wow. So you you could be here for a long time. That'd be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Plan on it. Be great. <laughs> How much time you got left, Roger? I got about five years left. Do you really? Still, just counting just this season? Yeah. Yeah, I forget because it seems like you've been here longer than you have. Yeah, but. It, it do feel like it. I was. I came in early. I got here in January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got here in January about 
Early graduate. Yeah, I was an early graduate. And Tyler, how many? What do you have? Three. three. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Old head. Yeah. 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 Old so, head. yeah. yeah you're, you're the old guy in the room now. Yeah. Well, no. the cool thing is now, hopefully, you know, we get to know you guys this season, but we keep it rolling. We'll keep doing it next season. You know, oh, yes, I mean, sir. I think that'll be yeah. all of a sudden. Yes, hey, what are those guys up to now? Yeah. <laughs> Coming off that bowl victory, you know, yeah. we want to keep this thing rolling. I'll be showing my ring. <laughs> <laughs> what What is y'all's goal? You know, realistically, is I, I hear a lot of talk. Hey, look, we. You just want to get back to postseason. Is that kind of the realistic goal this year to try and get this program back in a, a postseason footing? Like to me, I I don't think we just need to make it to postseason. I want to win the postseason. Like, yeah. I, I want to win the bowl game. It ain't. It don't really mean nothing. You make it to yeah. the bowl game if you don't win. That's true, man. You got to start with the opener. Just win the yeah. opener. Yeah. One and zero each week. How yeah. big is that App State game for you guys? You know, on the, you know national TV, <laughs> playing in a pro stadium Thursday night. There'll be a lot of people watching that game, just because it's it'll be one of the few games on that night. Uh, there'll be a lot of us on East. Plus, a great opponent, App State. Uh, I get pumped up just thinking about it, just talking yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Y'all are gonna be on the field making the difference. What what's y'all's perspective? I think we're all really excited. You know, that's that is a great opponent. They're a great football team. They've been good over for a while. Oh, wow. But uh, wow, no, we're we're excited. It'll be a big game. Um, you know, fall camp big for us. We we're getting right practicing out there, but. No, everybody, everybody will be ready for that game. I guess next week it really sh- switches over to a lot of more uh, just App State yeah. after this yeah, week. Is that right, guys? That's, that's true. Cool um, fact, though, we're undefeated in NFL stadiums. <laughs> I heard that. NFL ECU is, or you mean you're, ECU the, is? I hadn't thought about that stat. Yeah. Undefeated? Are we sure about that? I might have to fact that, fact check that, <laughs> CJ. Hey. You, and if you were right. <laughs> Gonna have to give CJ a uh, stat, a fact, stat bonus. Philadelphia Eagles, Temple one, the USF Tampa Bay Buccaneers one. Yeah, but then we play. Glenn, I'm gonna go to my stat man here. Didn't we have some games and pro stadiums we've lost before? This current squad is undefeated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. I thought you were talking about history of power football. I'm like, oh, I swear oh, I've been no, those, those back guys. Back are okay, right. you're talking about this oh, crew. It, this yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my, my class and okay. My class. CJ is undefeated yeah. in <laughs> pro stadium. So I, I, I like that stat. We're gonna keep that stat. Fair enough. All right. You are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've been around a little bit longer. I don't think I'm undefeated. Uh, yeah. But that's good. No, that's uh, that's a good sign. That'll be fun to uh, play there, down there in Charlotte too. Oh, yeah, sure for you guys. Good. And I think we'll have a good showing of uh, pirate fans there. I know oh, a ton yeah, of yeah, folks definitely. that are headed the down best. there. I appreciate all the pirate the fans. Best. Oh, the best. I appreciate it. And this year's gotta be a little bit different. Being able to play for fans again i didn't realize how much of a factor kind of that is in the stadium because it just felt such a de- it, it felt like a scrimmage almost those games yeah. versus i was there i'm like man I, I remember talking to bailey about this i'm like god this is weird it's like they're putting on an exhibition just for us nobody's yeah, here yeah. having fans in the games makes a big difference oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm excited and i'm ready to see yeah, I'm ready to look up and just see all the fans up there, man. 51, 000, I'm, just, man. I'm just, it's just a dream come true. That's what I be telling everybody. It's just a dream come true. You guys had your first <laughs> scrimmage Saturday. Let's talk about how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, and how different is scrimmage versus practice? Because you know, scrimmage is basically a, a souped up practice, you know, mm-hmm. where you're going sometimes ones versus ones type of deal. Give us the rundown of what goes on at a scrimmage for fans that don't know versus kind of a regular practice. Um... Really, the difference is it's just faster, more mm-hmm. more contact, and um, more physicality. It's just 
It's, it's basically a game, to be honest with you. Yeah, Everybody you're trying to simulate a game situations yeah. the best with a scrimmage. Can. The best yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it really is. A lot more situational yeah. type mm-hmm. stuff uh, rather than practice. You you have it scripted, yeah. like all that. No script. You're just going, yeah. like, calling it like a game. Yeah. So that's, like, probably the biggest difference. Just yeah. and that and the closest the to a live situation. Yeah. Yeah. How hard is it? Because, you know, you guys are going up against the defense, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking to a lot of those guys, too. Um, you know, the better the defense is, the harder your job is. But the weaker the defense is, the better y'all look. And there's always a debate: well, who won, the offense or the defense? It's always hard when you're when you're playing your own team, isn't it, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, yeah. Defense, defense <laughs> like to say they win all the time. But they don't win all the time. <laughs> yeah. I tell everybody, man, I play against the best defense every week. Yep. You know, so when I get to the game, it just it's easy. You know, practice be hard every you, day. You, you want know. the defense to be good. Oh here. yeah, is it sharp? Yeah. You know, steel sharp and steel. Is yeah. it? Right. So the better the defense is the more challenges you got. Definitely. Definitely. Um, when you look at that defense, who, who do you guys see as kind of the big playmakers this year? Um, big leader, you know, is Aver. He's been a leader. Um, Bruce, and, you know, um, DJ just came in. You know, he really done locked in and bought in as yeah. well. Yeah. By the way, three Pirate Radio athletes, which we'll be hearing from <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of guys, a lot of young guys out there as well, you know, that's stepping up out there. So that's always good. Yeah. I feel like I'm. I feel like on, a, on our defensive end, we, like, obviously there's players that stand out more than others, but I feel like all across the board, like, we're yeah. just dominant. That's like, true. They locked down. Yeah. They, <laughs> like I said, they made a goal. Buy, bought into the goal and they want to achieve it. You guys are a little bit younger guys, but you've been here long enough to know uh, the difference from how it's been, you know, in the past when you first got here. Is it seem like it's more fun now? Like the, the team's starting to gel, the chemistry's better. That's something that's hard to put your finger on sometimes. But just me, outside looking in, I would say it seems like these guys are really kind of starting to come together. Yeah, for sure. And just like we talked about earlier on the offense, but depth. It's like you guys got making plays everywhere. Everybody's just buying in. Everybody's joining together. That locker room's great. Everybody, there's brotherhood in there. Yeah. And so Definitely. that's why I think it pulls us all together. You know, it gets chirpy out there on the field. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we're all brothers. We all go back in the same locker room. Uh, and when it comes to Saturday or Thursday night for the first game, we're all going to be wearing the same uniform. So. I thought last year you guys ended on such a strong note with those two two wins to close out the year, especially SMU here at home. Um, has that momentum, kind of that feeling, the end of the year on an uptick, has that kind of lifted this team up a little bit going, okay, we can be competitive, we can win here? Has that yes. been the attitude this offseason? Oh, man, that's been the attitude all offseason. Like, everybody's been out there working. Like, in the past, like he said, like, like Coach Houston says all the time, there's – there's 10, 80, 10. 10% of people that are like below standard, like they don't give a lot of effort. And then there's 80% like mediocre and there's, there's, there's 10% of leaders. I feel like everybody's moving up to either that 80 or that 10%. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that 80 or 10%, you're easily pointed out. Yeah. And, and, and I've heard that sense of accountability is what you're referring to, yeah. CJ. Hasn't always been there in the past when you guys first got here perhaps there wasn't i've heard that wasn't going on so that's something that's kind of almost been a learned behavior and guys now stepping up not just coaches stepping up definitely you can't you know championship teams are led by the the players not the coaches so you know i feel like in every room we got you know from offense to defense it's a leader in there it's gonna be somebody that's gonna tell you hey you need to pick it up because that's not it you know so 
that's just a great thing about it, and it's a great thing about Pirate Football. Coach Houston's doing a great job. The coaching staff are doing a great job, and it's just it's going to be a special year. And we talked about that first game in Charlotte against App State. Boy, if you can win that game and you start the season with a win. Electric. And then you come back to Greenville, and you got the SEC foe of yes. South Carolina Gamecocks at Let's home. Let's do it. That, you know, I'm, I'm right. not saying, you know, look, it's not Alabama. They're still an SEC team, but, you know, you might be catching them on a good year. They got a new coach, mm-hmm. and you got them at home. All of a sudden, man, that that game becomes absolutely enormous. Bringing if you could bring a one zero record in there, and you know, not look too far ahead, but kind of really would be something special, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it's, gonna be, it's definitely going to be man. special. <laughs> I, I start getting goosebumps thinking about a two and zero start. I was talking with some friends over that weekend. I said, man, if the Pirates could just start two and zero over two solid teams like that. Oh yeah, this place would be electric because I think people are hungry for it. Oh yeah, man. I mean you've seen it in baseball. Even in basketball, we've had our limited success we've had there. When when ECU wins, fans respond, yes, sir. and they are hungry for a winner again in power football. And you feel like the the ship is moving in that direction. Yes, oh yeah, you got that right. Can y'all? Can y'all? I mean, is that the feeling behind closed doors in the locker room too, Tyler? Oh yeah. I mean, we're ready. You know, I think everybody everybody's ready. Everybody's juiced up. You know, fall practice. We always got juice, which is hard to have, especially in the heat and stuff. But you every, know, day. Every, every day, every day, every day, you gotta bring you know, it every day. No fake stuff. Somebody's bringing it. No fake gas, yeah. as they like to say. No fake but, gas. But uh, <laughs> no, if if we get to that that start, it yeah, it's gonna be special. Yeah. And we have that. We have the ability to be real special. So be awesome uh, when you guys are practicing what's y'all's favorite drills to do do you have a like a favorite one or the most hated drill I guess I say my favorite drill is one on ones <laughs> you like you like I posting like, up on these guys I like one on ones who covers you in practice uh, Jaquan McMillan uh, Malik Fleming Nolan Johnson I, I try to go I try to go with with guys that are going to challenge me the most uh-huh. like, like because if I beat them, that's making them better. If they, yeah. If I if I lose, that's making me better. Now I'm hearing big things out of DJ Ford as a safety. What are you What are you seeing in practice? Does he match up with you much at all? Uh, and he he not he doesn't match up with me a lot. Um, but just just watching from the sideline and seeing him make plays, like long. Yeah, he's he's yeah. long. He's yeah. fast. He's <laughs> he's strong. Like. He's he, just a player. He can do it all. Yeah, he can he's do just it all. A player. And he's a good addition to the secondary that nobody's seen yet because this will be his first yes, year. Sir. You know, I think it was only year. I think he's got one year left. Yeah. So this kind of make his his sense of urgency will be at all time oh, high. Yeah, oh, because yeah. he's got to make it happen this season. Um, who are you matching up against in practice, Tom? Those guys match up with DJ, um, Jawan Powell, Sean Dorso. You know. A lot of those safeties, uh, and we're deep at safety. I think we're gonna have a really good secondary this year. But uh, yeah, match up with all those guys. I I probably say my favorite one is one on ones as well, just for practice. But uh, yeah, I like the team periods too, just so we can get it all in. I like blocking. I like blocking for Rajay and uh, two five Keaton. That makes it fun when when something's <laughs> gonna happen back there. So you know. I find it fun blocking for those boys. Did y'all still do the uh, Oakland? They used to call it Oklahoma drill. Is that still going on? Nah, 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 they they made that. They made that uh, illegal, illegal or something. Oh, it's with not the new rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's it's, not no longer it was, allowed. It was board drills. Like I know board drills or something. Yeah, we can't do I it anymore. Causing like too many concussions. Yeah, yeah. Like that. it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah, it looks a little. Do you have fun with it? It's, it's fun when you it's score. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fun. it's fun. It's fun. It got the like team going from the videos I saw. Oh, yeah. Last oh, year, most three definitely. Too. Definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Mm. Those are high 
highly competitive drills right there. Awesome. All right, what's what's going on back here? I couldn't read your. Uh, all right, I got you. Um, all right, man, good stuff, guys. Um, before we let you get out of here, uh, what what are your? You got a lot of folks listening right now in the Pirate Nation. We'll start with you, Roger. What do you want uh, fans to know this year about Pirate football? And then I'm gonna go around the desk and give each one of you a chance. I mean, um, for one. We're a family, you know, like Tyler said, um, every night before we leave, we all get turned up listening to music, man. We're just a big family, and we play together. It's, it's dangerous, you know, so we got to do what Coach Houston and, you know, my coach and their coach says, and they're going to they gonna lead us. You know, we just got to follow the bricks, you know, one by one, 1% every day. How many touches are you hoping to get a game, you think? <laughs> um, I would like to get about 15, 20 a game, you yeah. know. I mean, that's <laughs> Sneed want more, but I mean, <laughs> you know, give him forty-seven. Give him forty-seven. Give him forty-seven. 47. All right, if he's hot, they're gonna keep feeding yeah. him. Uh, CJ, what you want fans to know this year? Uh, I just want to know that I'm really excited to have y'all back in the stadium, and I hope y'all got this stadium rocking, man. <laughs> Let's do it. And Tyler Sneed. You know, I just want to know we've been working real hard. You know. We're, we're coming off those last two games, and we're excited. We're juiced up. And I, like I said before, we got the ability to be special with all those guys buying in. So every Saturday, we're going we're gonna to give everything we got for y'all. And uh, I hope y'all do the same for us. And happy to have y'all back in the stadium. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all. Guys, this is great stuff. This is our maiden voyage inside the uh, Players' Lounge here at Pirate Radio. Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson, Raja Harris. Also, uh, well, glad, great to have Holden Nailers with us, D.J. Ford, uh, Bruce Bivens, and Xavier Smith. So we got a great crew. I'm calling you guys the Super 7. Super 7. Uh, <laughs> Super seven. But uh, we'll be hearing from you every Mondays now yes, going yeah. forward here on Pirate Radio and all our platforms. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time, guys. And uh, continue success. Good luck. And we'll talk next week. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate Appreciate you, man. All right. That was our talk with Tyler Sneed, CJ, and Rajay. Awesome to hear from those guys. Also, thanks to Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, Holt Nailers, and DJ Ford earlier as we kicked off our Pirate Radio Players Lounge today. So much fun to catch up with those guys. Learn a little bit more about them other than just football, but as people, we'll continue to have them every Monday here with us on PRL. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from another coach, Blake Harrell on deck, ECU defensive coordinator. Year two. This is year two for Blake. It seems like he's been here a while. But year two officially for Coach Harrell. We'll find out what he had to say as he stepped off the practice field from ECU football camp today. We'll have that for you in its entirety. We return right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. All right, great show today. Let's finish strong. We'll go back inside our Bud Light East Year Report 
We caught up with Blake Harrell. He runs the defense for ECU football. And we will hear what Coach Harrell had to say in its entirety as he stepped off the practice field today. Coach, your thoughts on the, the scrimmage first off since we haven't had a chance to talk to you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, right now, App State's 17 days away. Um, you know, I think probably 14, 15 practices in there. Nowhere are we close to where we want to be game ready for App State. And that's got to be our mind focus. Good, bad from Saturday, you got to take that. And you got to keep pushing forward every single day about how we want to take on App State and how we're going to beat App State and our mindset. And if we're not stressing ourselves every single day, then we're not doing our job, you know, as players, as coaches, as support staff in the building. So that, that's got to be every, every breathing moment that we have, it's got to be about App State. It's got to be pushing forward for App State. And, and we see some guys, you know, stand out on Saturday, but we also seen a lot, a lot of things we got to correct. We, we had our, you know, we talked about our green dot, red dot last week. And uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, I think we had about 45 plays we pulled from the scrimmage just, and it was a lot of red dots that we got to get fixed. And the big thing was our effort ha- has to be the standard every single snap from all 11 guys on the field, not, not just two or three. You know, we'd have good effort from two or three guys, but all 11 guys got to be that standard. And, and then the energy, you know, we get, we get too lulled into it's practice and we're just going through the script sometimes. And you look out there and it's the first time we've been in a game situation, um, and you look out there, we're just kind of going through the script. You know, we get a third down stop, and you couldn't tell the third down stop. We got to have energy, you know, enthusiasm, juice, whatever you want to call it. And we got to be celebrating every every single time we make a play. We got to celebrate, and and then uh, just execution was the big one. And that's that comes a little bit being early, um, still in camp, still in the middle of things. And you got another week to clean that up before you turn all your focus to App State. Uh, so we got to get those three three things cleaned up as well as situational football. And that's just some of guys are still, uh, a few young guys are still grasping the scheme where they don't realize, hey, it's third and 12 instead of third and five. You know, nobody's sitting there telling them in their ear, hey, third and five, look at the sticks here. You know, now we're finally off the field, we're in a scrimmage situation, and, and we got to turn it on, turn it up to that and, and get going there. So that's kind of where we're at from the scrimmage. Um, you know, I thought we had some guys flash, but we got a lot of things we got to get cleaned up in the next 17 days and, and get ready for a Thursday night down in Charlotte to beat App State. Is that short enough? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy Lewis, he had a, a great pick on um, Saturday. How has he come along? And also, like, with him and Xavier, how do you like that tandem, that rush? Uh, you know, I don't think those two kids even realize how much versatile they've made our defense and, and how good we can be with those two guys if they're playing at their top level, if they're playing at their top level, and when they play at their top level. And, and we got some, some uh, packages moving forward. We get both those guys in the field. You know, it's both the edges, you know, X's inside, whatever it may be. I think they're in our best 11, our top 11 guys that we want to get on the field. Uh, Jeremy made a spectacular play on that. You know, if, if it's somebody played officials out there, maybe uh, west of Mississippi, they'd say probably a, a ball hit the ground. But in the defensive staff room, those replaced officials say that we was a catch. So I'm sure over in Coach Kirkpatrick's uh, staff room, it was, it was hit the ground. But, um, but he made a good play, and he's doing some good things. But those, those, both those guys got to continue to do the things I just talked about, execution, and, and that's both of them learning a new position and, and, and a new uh, set out there. So execution, X guy long his plate, playing both inside, outside, and, and some different package situations. So we're stressing those guys every single day and make sure that we're getting them ready for, for game time and be the type of you know game change the performers that they are. So we got to continue to do that. It's, it's the same thing I just talked talk about. If we don't stress those two guys, they're not going to be um, – Game changers. They're going to be the average guys, and none of us want that because they're both better than that.
Coach Houston said the defense was really up after Saturday's performance in the scrimmage. How do you manage that confidence and keep it at an acceptable level where it's not too high, but it, you don't want to crash it either? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Coach Houston obviously sees things through different eyes, and, and he's the head coach. And I think as, as defensively, we got to sit here and, and just kind of, what can we do better to be a better defense? Okay, and, and you know, we did some good things, don't get me wrong. But I, I can't I keep looking at it, hey, what do we got to do better? And the things we do better, we do we do good, we do good on Saturday, we got to continue to do those things even better. Uh, to be to be a good defense, to be a defense that stops and run, that, that can that can hold offenses down and, and get them off the field and get the ball back to our offense. When you look at the secondary, I mean, y'all have so many pieces, especially safety and Sam. How much do you want to rotate those guys? I mean, I know you do a lot of rotating up front, but can you rotate that much on the back end too? Yeah, you, you know, we talk about rotations. Um, and, and the big thing is we're going to play, you know, we think we averaged about 70, 60, 65, 70 snaps a game last year. And we played about 40 snaps on Saturday. Um, now we've got a long time to get in game, game ready, game shape. But um, how, how hard can I play for how many snaps? You know, is that 40 snaps, 50 snaps, 60 snaps? Is Jaira Wilson at 80%, you know, and Gerard Stringer at 100%? Who's better on the field? So we got to make that determination. And then we got to find ways at the same time. Uh, we got some packages going in this week where both those guys will be on the field at the same time. So we got some things moving forward. We get multiple DBs on the field at the same time. Uh, at the same time, you got to figure out, hey, who's your best 11? And who's at 100% your best 11? You know, if there's a guy that's he's a little tired in the fourth quarter, who, who do you go with? And then make sure you rotate those guys throughout the game so we are at full speed in the fourth quarter as well. How has the chain of communication developed this offseason, like from the line to Bruce at the linebacker position, DJ in the secondary? So it's been it's been pretty good, you know. As as far as you got older guys that are making the checks, making the calls, uh, you know, calling out things, you know, it's it's not just a linebacker doing it now or one safety doing it now. You got multiple linebackers doing it now. You got multiple DBs doing it now. You got multiple outside backers doing it now. So, you know, you're hearing that. You know, you got Elijah Morris inside that, that calls things out all the time. You, you got guys that are starting to be football savvy, football IQ. They're knowing the menu, not just the defensive call, not just the situation, but they're knowing the whole menu about, you know, the personnel, you know, short yardage, uh, time time on the field, two minute, one minute, four minute, whatever it may be. So that's that's nice to see those guys coming coming along. At the same time, those kinds of things I hit on the, start with. We got to continue to build upon that and know exactly, you know, third and ten, third and five type stuff. Talk about bringing the juice, Steve Ellis. I mean, he seems to bring it more than any, any coach I've seen. Uh, how, what has he meant to your defensive staff? Yeah, I, all our defensive coaches are doing an awesome job. They're doing doing a great job. Their energy, and I think Coach Houston hit on it this morning. We, as coaches, we set the tempo for practice. We set the tempo for how we want to play. And, and Coach Ellis has brought that mindset, just sharp mentality, hunger mentality. Nobody, nobody picks on us. Nobody messes with us. We want to be bullies. Knock them back. And he's taking that to the corners room. If you can get that mindset in the corners room, that definitely mindset is going to bleed over to the safeties room and over to the rest of the defense. Because if they see a 175, 185-pound corner out there doing it, if I got a 230-pound linebacker, better do it. So that, that's kind of the mindset. And those guys are doing a great job as coaches, Coach Tash, Coach Weaver, Coach Dallas, uh, of just kind of running around chasing guys and making sure that we're playing to the standard of our expectations and getting ready, get, get, make sure we're getting ready to win a ball game. All right, there's Blake Harrell in charge of the defense, your defense coordinator for ECU Pirate football. Thanks 
those guys catching up with him and uh, Coach Houston today. We'll have Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up on tomorrow's PRL. But a great show today. Got some uh, early feedback in on our Facebook Live page. Steve Young weighing in with enjoying the Pirates Lounge that has debuted. Appreciate the continued effort of Pirate Radio to provide meaningful and relevant content to the Pirate Nation, specifically those of us that may not be near the surrounding areas. So thank you, Steve Young, for tuning in wherever you happen to be. Kenny saying, uh, great new format with the Super 7. So this is going to be our Mondays now. We're going to enjoy uh, all these guys joining us each and every Monday. Once again, in case you missed it, we'll encore it. We'll have it served back up on all our digital platforms. Also, the Pirate Radio Player Lounge podcast. Holt Nailers, DJ Ford, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, Tyler Sneed, CJ Johnson, Raja Harris. Those are your Pirate Radio athletes. We're honored and privileged to be able to bring them to you each and every week. Thanks to Pirate Radio. That'll wrap it up for this edition. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin. Also appreciate Jonathan Ellerby and Brian Bailey for stopping by today. They were a part of the show. I will turn you back officially over to Clip Brock for your Master of Ceremony duties tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Thursday in hour three, where I've just booked a guest to join us. Spoiler alert, Ryan Robinson from ESU Athletics will join us Thursday in the third hour with me in Clip as we talk ESU Athletics, season ticket sales, and many other things pirate-related. That'll wrap it up for this big edition of the show. Until I greet you next time, for the entire crew, I'm Troy D. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.